warning, pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 194. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushed over. Pop culture. Leftovers. And the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. And I am a leftover. Yes, Jake is not with us this week. What, what's the shifting going on around there? Who's 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 uh, shifty uh, who, shifty shithead over there? <laughs> not me. I hear me. Hammer time. I think it is you, Frank. I think you're over there shifting oh. around. Nope. Nope. I'm still as a mouse. All right. All right. Yeah. So not only are we joined by Mr. Frank Hammer, but uh, let's see here. Uh, we've also got a uh, second uh, second time in uh, two weeks. We got Mr. Dan West. I'm going to play your bumper here, Chief. I thought I was going to play your bumper. It's Straight out of England and into your ear pussies. He's a motherfucking Jedi. It's Dan West. All right, Dan West. Welcome back, man. Bono with Stacey. How's it going? It's going good, man. It's glad to have you here. Uh, we got a lot of news and shit to cover. But you know what? We didn't stop there. You know, you know why? I asked, I asked another person to come on the show because, uh, Frank committed to be on this podcast. But you know what that means? That means shit when it comes from fucking Frank. Because <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Frank, we're recording on, uh, Saturday. You gonna be ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Uh, Friday comes along. Hey guys, I can't do it. So, that's, no, that's, that was last week. That no, last no, week. no, 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 no. You act like that's just like you've only done that one time. You knock it off. Knock it off. Oh. No, if I had like a fucking, if I had $5 for every time you did that, my 401k would be a healthy fucking number. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> So, uh, we also, we also joining us this week, and I'm gonna play his bumper, Mr. 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 Now I sound like fucking Mike Tyson. Uh, (laughs) Oh my god, I saw the funniest thing on Reddit about Mike Tyson. Somebody had a garage sale sign, and it said Grod Thale. It was a picture of Mike Tyson. (laughs) Shit fucking slayed me. Anyway, we got Mr. Luther Shaver on the podcast this week. Here's your bumper, sir. When he's not smoking weed, he's forcing someone to choke down a bag of maritime dicks. 
All right, Luther Shaver, welcome to the podcast, sir. Good to be here, bitches. What's happening? Wow, man. Yeah. This is a completely, like, international episode. We got uh, Luther Shaver up in Canada. We got Dan West over in England. It's just crazy. This is the international episode, isn't it? It, it is. It is the international podcast man of mystery. So this is insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. All that for that lame-ass joke. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing? Doing good. Doing right. good. All right, not a, yeah, everybody at once. No, hey, Luther, it's, we haven't we haven't had you on since the uh, Suicide Squad episode. I've been wanting to have you back, and um, how you been since uh, since Suicide Squad? Have you gone back and watched the movie? I watched it again just because I didn't really understand it the first time, so I wanted to go back and give it its due justice. What you didn't understand? You, actually- did, you, you didn't understand Ghostbusters. Yeah, it got me a little freaked. Got me a little freaked out. Um, but anyway, I watched it a second time. And it's still just as shitty as the first time I watched it. It's a terrible fucking movie, <laughs> top to bottom. Oh man, yeah, ah, uh, yeah, fucking. Glutton for punishment. Uh, who who are they talking about getting to direct the second one? Who's I, I, it's like a no name director or something. Somebody I never even heard about. It's not no Mel Gibson. Idea. It's not Mel Gibson. Like that rumor, like went to the, <laughs> thank God. Uh, that rumor to rest. Yeah, Jesus, he's gonna be in that. Uh, what's that new that uh, Daddy movie? Daddy. Mm-hmm. Daddy Come Home or whatever the fuck that Mark Wahlberg, uh, Will Ferrell bullshit. Oh, God. I did Lord. laugh in the trailer when uh, Will Fer- Ferrell's father showed up and it's John Lithgow and he, he gives them, they give each other, like uh, these two men give each other a kiss. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't seen each other in two weeks and Jonathan Lithgow and uh, Will Ferrell just like, like lips to lips, man kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fucking funny. Like, they're showing it in the theater. Uh, it's, it looks, that part looks funny. The rest of the movie just, uh, it looks like another one of these Will Ferrell fucking comedies that just aren't hitting recently, like, like his old stuff used to. So, uh, yeah, guys, uh, great to have Luther back. Great to have Dan back. Everybody's scared to talk over one another. That's the thing here. Little bit, little bit. Yeah. No, I'm just listening for a change. Uh, you know, you're just drinking over there, you fucking. Lush. Lush. <laughs> well, yeah, I did. I did find a place that sells handles of Maker's Mark. So we need to. That. We need to keep you talking. That way, it keeps your fucking lips away from the alcohol. That way, you're co. <laughs> that way, you're coherent. This episode. No, guys, I got a functioning mute button. You won't know. I gotta. Uh, I, I gotta let everybody in on something. Um, I. Uh, I'm part of the Nielsen family now. I don't know if. Yeah. Uh, if. Uh, Congratulations! I saw that post. Yeah, you're familiar with the Nielsen family, aren't you, Luther? I know of you them. know I, of I, it. I never participated. No, you never never been part of the fam. Uh, let's see. never been. No, yeah, I, I've I've never I've never been part of. Uh, no, we were a part of it when I was a kid, but I personally haven't been a part of it. So uh, this is cool. Basically, Nielsen families. We got a little, little shifty going on in the background there. I think that's Frank. Frank, you drinking again? No. Yeah. A- every time I go to take a drink, I hit mute, man. All right. I'm still, that might have uh, been me. I just. That might have been me. I just crossed my legs. Uh, yeah, might have fucked shit up. Wow! Holy shit! What are you packing, Chief? Mister <laughs> <laughs> Shaver's packing heat. That's what he's packing. Jeez. He crosses his legs. It's like when a fucking trunk moves its elephant moves his trunk. Jesus Christ! <laughs> he's already drunk. Oh man! <laughs> cool it now. He's already drunk. Oh. No, not that bad. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Anyway, yeah, part of the Nielsen family. And, uh, so basically what that means is, uh, I am, my viewing, my TV viewing is going to be taken into account and it's actually going to help certain shows. And, uh, these ratings, uh, you know, a lot of studio execs and, uh, you know, TV execs, excuse me, TV execs look at like the demographics and who's watching what and so like one of the things that i was curious about because i thought it was just like live tv and then i found out it's actually things that you watch on your dvr and i called them and i said listen i just got the packet in the mail i'm gonna go over the packet here in a second but i got the packet in the mail what if i'm just watching a lot of streaming shit do do i document that and they said yes we want to know what you're watching on tv so like i said so if i'm watching netflix I'm going to tell you guys that I'm watching Netflix. And they said, yeah, tell us you're watching Netflix. Tell us what show you're watching and tell us what episode you're watching of that oh, wow. show. So oh, wow. they send you a packet and the packet, they send you money. So like I got like five $1 bills in this packet. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like, it's, it is the, these are the crispest $1 bills I've ever seen in my entire life. Like these things are, oh my God, they're fresh out of the mint. Dude, they are flat like a fucking like, 10 year old girl yeah i just said that anyway. oh, shit. <laughs> i said it get over it uh but maybe they're printing them themselves yeah yeah the nielsen family they might they might also uh, be like part of the uh the, the new york mint or whatever the fuck it's called um but uh you know it's crazy uh they send you these paper diaries it's like a little flip book and you've got like thursday it goes thursday through wednesday and so like you write down what you're watching uh the times that you start to watch them and then um oh you uncrossed your legs luther i heard it anyway um, <laughs> see, see that was that one wasn't me though. I I honestly didn't move in that one. Okay, uh, all right, all right. Got, I am packing heat though, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you write this shit down and I guarantee they're going to be so confused by my like my TV watching because it's so weird. My TV watching is so weird. I watch so much weird shit. Like this morning, I watched like half an hour of Tosh Point that just came out. But other than that, I've been watching uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody I'm watching Breaking Bad right now. Nice. Um, nice. In literally, I think nine days. I am up to episode three in season four. <laughs> so, oh, holy shit. I, wow. um, I've been addicted to this show. Um, one of the reasons I haven't been telling people, like, on the last episode, I didn't even, like, tell people, or, like, even online, I haven't been telling people I've been watching it, is because when you tell somebody that you're watching a show like Breaking Bad, the first thing they, like, they love to tell you because they've seen it is, hey, wait until you get to season blah, blah, blah. You know, mm, it's yeah. no, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I know you don't have to tell me like I always tell my dad, hey, dad, I'm watching this. And he'll be like, oh, wait until you get there. And then he'll give me a spoiler <laughs> like, oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but I, I am going to tell you, wait until you get to that episode. Now I'm waiting for it. Fucking hell. You know, I hate that shit. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, watching Breaking Bad and I absolutely love it, man totally addicted more than like the people are with the meth in that fucking show it's good it's fun. <laughs> it's it's this is a this is a great show i will tell you one thing though i think that everybody that watched it week to week had a better experience with this show though because like it's instant satisfaction and gratification for me yeah i streamed it i uh i burned through it after the show had already aired and everything when mm-hmm. i watched it 
And I agree with you. I mean, that was one of the shows that I think that would have benefited from, like, the discussion in between the episodes. Yeah, and the speculation, you know, because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, season three ended and, like, everybody else had, like, a a four to five month – well, even longer from season three to season four. It took them forever. So people yeah. people were talking for the longest time, like, you know, what do you think happened, blah, 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 did Jesse do what, he, what we think he did, and, like, what's going to happen, and blah, 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 blah. And I literally found out, like, seconds later, you know, so, uh, I, but I'm loving Breaking Bad. And, and you don't have to let me know what happened in this series, people. Just let me get there, because I'm almost through it. Oh, right, right. Does Anthony Hopkins actually burned through that in a weekend and then called Brian Cranston yes. to tell him what a wonderful job he did. Yes, and I can't believe that those two have not collaborated on something yet. I know. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, he's doing Transformers movies. Why not fucking do something good <laughs> no with shit. Brian Cranston? <laughs> shit. You know what? He'll probably be Lord Zed in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, too. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I was thinking, like, uh, after this, I'm going to start Better Call Saul. Um, yeah. But I was thinking to myself. I ask you about that. Yeah, I got to start Better Call Saul. I really see, I see in season four kind of like the uh, the beginning of that show, I think. Because, like, he shows up in season two, but he doesn't really start to have a lot until season three. And then, he, like, I've even noticed in season four now we're starting to see, like, other characters around him. So I'm wondering, are we going to see more of these characters in Better Call Saul, and I'll find out when I watch that show, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Once Better Call Saul is done, you know, like, Better Call Saul is, like, basically what Frasier was to Cheers, you know? Kind of, yeah. They're they're a little bit handicapped on, like, how long it can run because they've dated themselves, like they said, Uh, what year, what what time frame it takes takes in. Yeah. Well, they can slow it down if they want to. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Because, like, you're going to get to the point where you actually catch up to the beginning of Breaking Bad, I would assume, right? Eventually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Once they run out of this Better Call Saul stuff, if they get really fucking hurting to want to get back into this world, we can have, like, a prequel to Breaking Bad and we can just, like, watch, like, you know, uh, (laughs) Brian Cranston and his family eating dinner together and we can call it Breaking Bread. Ah. So, <laughs> well, I mean, pretty much Better Call Saul is the prequel to yeah. it. You just see everybody else who's making right. moves before yeah. uh, Walter White. Walter White scene. is, yeah. Yeah, uh, guys, uh, no Jake this week. Uh, it's understood. Uh, Jake had a uh, family tragedy this week, so Jake is going to be out this week. Send uh, Jake some well wishes. Um, Jake's mother passed away, everybody. So, um, send uh, Jake uh, a nice tweet or a, a message on Facebook if you're friends with them. Let them know that you're thinking about him. You know, it's uh, one of those things, like, when I found out, I, it hurt me because Jake's a close friend of mine, and if something that happens to close friends, it, it does affect me, and I want, I want my friends to be in good spirits. And Jake's just, 2017 has been a horrible year for Jake. And so, um, uh, and I also want to, and Jake is going to personally thank you when he comes back, but I want to thank everybody that did donate to the 4th of July party. It, I was there, and it was a fantastic time, and... You know, his mom got to have this one, uh, one, one great last memory, and it was, it was, it was a great time for everybody that was there. Uh, Jay, uh, leftover Jay showed up, and it was great to see him. So, oh wow, yeah, Jay was there, and uh, we, we all, Jay had a great time, and me and him were joking around, and and you know, talking and getting caught up, and it was uh, really great to see him. So, thank you to everybody, and I know Jake's going to want to thank you as well, but um, 
thank you, everybody. It was very cool. Um, not going to read any iTunes this week. Uh, I'm going to save those for when Jake comes back. Jake loves those. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, are you ready to uh, – yeah, we've uh, – and we haven't got to the advertised content yet, guys. Wait. There ain't even no advertised content this week, really. Is there? No, I mean, there's gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna advertise something, Frank. I'm not just gonna, well, there was that one week I, the title of the episode was No Advertised Content. (laughs) Just, I was just being a dick that week. Mm. (laughs) This week, uh, let's, uh, you guys ready to jump into some good pop, bad pop? Even if you weren't, I was gonna do it anyway. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) alright guys, time for good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Bad Pop! Alright, Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. Somebody uh, making balloon animals over there? <laughs> not me. I can hear it too. What are you going I'm not moving for, I'm not moving at all. You got somebody having a children's party in the background? Like, what's going on here? I'd love to know where this is coming from. I got my head buried in my chest. Uh, if you guys play back this episode, you'll definitely be here, able to hear somebody like play, uh, making balloon animals on the other end. <laughs> if, 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 exactly. All right, guys, it's time for the rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about here real quick is uh, I finished Glow uh, on Netflix. Have you guys been watching this? Uh, yeah, sir. Yep, what's the I haven't got a chance to dig into it yet. Dan, you've watched it. Yeah, what's the whole thing, man? Uh, absolutely loved it mm-hmm. um it took a while for it to get going for me to kind of like fall in love with the characters and things like that but yeah i really enjoyed it what did you think Reed? Luther. i thought the uh, yeah. i thought mark Mara's character really did it for me um he was really funny hit on all sorts of points um allison Bree's character was a little bit corny to me but it all kind of came together with all her interactions with all the other wrestlers and i kind of dug it as a show yeah, a lot of people have been complaining about the Allison Brie character. I love that character, and let me explain why. I grew up on a show, and I mentioned it earlier, fucking Cheers. And she reminds me of Diane Chambers, um, just as, See that? you know, she's wants to be this actress, and she always tries to be act more prim and pris than she really is. And we start to see, like, I think her start to come out of her shell, like, later on. And we saw that with the character of Diane Chambers in Cheers. And I felt like Mark Maron's character is like our Sam. I think that these two are destined to get together. So as we watch the show, I know it's based on, like, the real gorgeous ladies of wrestling, but they've they've taken their liberties with this. They've had to add some of the drama and some of the story and things like that. So... I, I love it. I think the whole thing is a Tupperware. And I was, like, hooked from episode one. I mean, episode one, hell, you know, you had Allison Brie getting naked in that, so it got my attention. <laughs> but, uh, you know. I, okay, I need to definitely be watching this shit. God, but no, it's it, not just that. I mean, it's just, it's a fantastic show. And, like, uh, I love Betty Gilpin. I just, if you're not watching Glow, oh, my God, it's a reason to get a Netflix subscription. It is absolutely fantastic. So, um, yeah, I did what you suggested as well, man. I watched the documentary on yes. Netflix about the the real glow, yeah. and that was 
That was super cool. It was really because obviously you didn't have it over in this country and to actually see some of the footage of how amazingly 80s the whole thing was. It's hilarious. But catching up with all the the older wrestlers and stuff like how they are now. Uh, just yeah it's just great fun really good yeah. fun to watch yeah it's fantastic I, I actually kind of like uh um kind of was blown away by the fact like the wrestling was just like uh side dressing and it was all about the advertisements you know yeah so, <laughs> crazy uh i have had a chance to move it on uh for my good pop bad pop i've had a chance to get almost get caught up I, i'm one episode behind on preacher um, I've watched, I believe, the first three episodes out this season. And let me just say that so far, this, if last season was a Tupperware, this season is like the ultimate Tupperware because it feels like this show is finally figuring out like what they're doing. It, it's, we're on the road trip and like all bets are off. This, it, it's just, it's been so good. I, I think my favorite episode of the season was the second one where we're reintroduced to that angel character. And, yeah. um, I think that that was my favorite episode so far this season. Dan, you've been watching this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched the first episode with uh, Matt Kirby actually. Like we were, we were planning on doing it every Monday cause that's when it was coming out on Amazon prime. But they changed it to Tuesday. So they did Monday, the first episode, and then they did the second episode on the Tuesday. So now that's completely fucked our schedule, so we can't do it anymore. But that first episode, man, that opener, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we just sort of both, both sat there like mouths agape just watching what was happening. I was like, this is how you fucking start a new season. Yeah. It was absolutely awesome. And I've, I've, I'm up to episode four, obviously no spoilers. Um, but it is, it just gets better as it goes on. And, you know, seeing some of the characters that were introduced in the, in the first season coming, like being more mainstay characters in this is so fucking cool. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. Frank, you watch this I, too. Yeah. I, 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 like you, I'm one episode behind. I didn't watch this past week's, uh, episode, but, uh, yeah, it's really good. I like, I, I like how they turn shit on its ear. Like you don't expect it. Like you, they come across that one pastor. Well, like should I talk spoilers at all or not? Yeah, if you want to. Hey, Luther, are you watching this? Yeah, I'm all caught up. Okay, uh, yeah, go ahead, oh, nice. Frank. I mean, just warn people that you're going to spoil something. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to spoil a little bit of. I think it's in the second episode, but they come across uh, another pastor, and he's got a girl chained up. And, like, you're thinking, like, oh, shit, like, he's, like, sexually molesting her or kidnapped her or something. He's pulling, a, he's, pulling, he's pulling a Frank with destiny. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it turns out, it turns out, like, he's he's doing it for her own good because she's addicted to, like, social media and shit. And yeah. she's begging them for their phone so she can get on, like, fucking Instagram or something for just a couple <laughs> seconds. It's funny because, it like, funny. when you see it, like, you're mm. thinking, like, oh, shit, this is really dark. Like, he's got her kidnapped and shit. No, she wants to – she needs help. That's what he's doing. It's fucked up. Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah. you never know what to expect with this show. And I, I it, the the humor with all the gore, it's just fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's been great. Luther, what are you thinking about Preacher this season? Uh, season two, episode two. <laughs> Uh, was a killer for me. Just the interactions with the other angel and his role in that other show. 
uh, that sideshow that he does. Oh uh, God, yes, <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. And w- what a great um, way to use his like uh, re- like his uses regenerating his talent, right? Yeah, yeah. His, yeah, yeah. The, the way the the way the angels die and then they can instantly instantly come back to life, yeah. but like their old body is there. Like you see their dead yeah. old yeah. body. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so watching cool. him do that in front of the audience was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Fucking bender. That Cassidy goes on with him. The fucking drug-fueled <laughs> fucking weekend. That was great. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. All sorts of fucking drugs and shit just to have a heart-to-heart. Yeah. I love the way that, um, I mean, obviously it's different from the comic and Preacher's one of my favorite comics ever. But, like, even though the stories are, are, are slightly different and there's a lot of new stuff brought in as well it still holds that tone, that kind of like dark comedic tone and all the characters and all the lines are completely on point and all the cast do such an amazing job, like just throughout season one and this season as well. It's, I can't believe that they've done it so well because we were all so scared that it was going to fuck it all up. Yeah. And I mean, I really did think that the first season was quite good. Um, I do feel like it was like a prequel to like really like jumping into the actual preacher story, the actual meat. But yeah, I, I, I still really enjoyed it for what it was. Like if I love, if I liked that, I love this. This is like, like this is like kicking the training wheels off. It, it reminds me of like what AMC has done in the past with, uh, with shows, uh, most recently into the badlands. I, season one was great and season two was even better. So it's, it's, it's unreal. It's really, Unreal what they're doing over at AMC. I was worried about this network and, and them not bringing anything new and original, uh, out. Uh, you know, since they've lost Mad Men and Breaking Bad was gone, I was like, ah, they're just gonna go back to the Breaking Bad well and do this Better Call Saul. But no, they've got some great original programming still coming out and Preacher is just a Tupperware from me so far. I love it. Yeah, Same Tupperware here. all the way. Yeah, Tupperware. Totally. Love it. Yeah. I've, I, for some reason, I got the strange feeling that hanging out with Tulip is the same thing as that, hanging out with Ashley. Garbs. <laughs> no clue <laughs> why. If you guys have no idea what J- uh, Frank is talking about, he's talking about my co-host on uh, Sweetwater mm. Saloon and American Gods After Show and Talking Taboo FX. So, um, I uh, what was I gonna? Oh shit! I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, did you know in real life, I don't know if she's married to, I think she might be married. It's, uh, Tulip, uh, the actress, Ruth Nega, I think she's married to Dominic Cooper in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what? They're, they're at least dating. I know that much, but I think they're married. Um, they make a cute couple. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, like the sex scene that I saw, like, I think in the third episode, I'm thinking, like, this oh. is really natural and easy for them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she goes into the fucking bathroom and locks the door and he's got to break it down. That's fucked up. I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it, man. Oh, man. Um, let's see here. I want to talk about uh, Castlevania on Netflix. That dropped. And uh, yeah. it's about a vampire. Yes, a vampire hunter fights to save a besieged city from an army of otherworldly creatures controlled by Dracula. It's based off the video game from Konami. Uh, it's written and produced by comic book writer Warren Ellis and executive produced by Adi Shankar. Um, he, he was the producer for 2012's Dread with Carl Urban and he's also a 
the creator of the bootleg universe, which he pegs it as, uh, which included the Punisher short film Dirty Laundry with Tom Jane, uh, the Venom, uh, what did they call that? Truth and Justice or whatever the fuck it was called. Uh, and what was the other one? Oh, the Power Rangers short, the gritty one, the more adult one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Eddie Shankar. Addy Shankar, oh. yeah, he's behind that bootleg universe. A lot of, a lot of background noise going on there, guys. Don't know what's going on. Somebody's beard's out of control. Yeah, somebody's bearding it up. Uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, the Castlevania Netflix show stars Richard Armitage from uh, The Hobbit, Tony Amendola, and Matt Frewer. This first season was only four episodes. They're about 23 to 25 minutes apiece. Uh, the series is based on the events which occurred in uh, Wallachia in 1476, as told in Castlevania III, Dracula's Curse, a video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System, where Trevor Belmont is the main protagonist, not Simon. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, the first episode for me, I, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, guys. I know. Dan, have you seen this? I saw the first episode, okay. um, and I wasn't like – massive fan of it i might carry on with it but at the moment i've i've been watching a lot of other stuff so. uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta finish it man you really gotta finish it the first episode was a lot of setup it's showing us like the big bad dracula and his motivations for this and i think it was well done we're not introduced to trevor belmont until the end of the episode uh i thought it was really cool we got we've got a dracula who falls in love with a human woman and she's killed for being a witch when in all mm-hmm. actuality she's just heavily into science uh, we see her burned at the stake by the people of Wallachia. And then uh, Dracula, he promises vengeance on humanity in one year. He gives him one fucking year, and then he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then we get uh, introduced to Trevor Belmont in this bar fight. It's a fun scene. I love this. I, I, I've, I'm a big fan of this series so far, even only four episodes in. We've got you know blood, cursing, characters drinking. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm going to give it a very high taste it. Um, but, uh, Luther, what did you think of the series? Um, I love the gore. I love the storyline. I love the story of how Dracula is kind of portrayed as this kind of tragic character. Um, and yeah, just the, 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 the references to sheep fucking was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I give it a high taste of myself. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not saying like I think honestly I think like uh once we get the second season going back and looking at this first season it could be definitely a Tupperware. I mean mm. I love the team that's being put together and you know this is like the origin of the Avengers. You know what I mean? You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and so I I'm I'm really looking to see like the team that he's built take on you know whatever they're going to do you know they're going to take on Dracula of course next season but like I'm really looking forward to watching this kind of play out. And season two, it's been officially ordered by Netflix with an increased episode count. So I don't know how many episodes. I've heard double, so maybe we'll get eight next season. But it's going to, you know, it takes them some time to do the animation for this because this is really, really good looking anime that we see in these episodes. Yeah, I tell for the shit out of it. The first episode really is kind of slow, but I mean, it's the slowest of the bunch. I love the setup where, like, Dracula's not even really the biggest bad guy. Like, the church is mm. the biggest bad guy throughout the, the third through the yeah. – or second through the fourth episode. Yeah, yeah. 
And then the fight with uh, Dracula's son between Trevor and Alucard uh, <laughs> at the end was great. I was trying to like, tell, I was trying to tell people we're not going to spoil it, Frank. And you're, <laughs> you're talking about the climax of the fourth episode. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! I mean, yeah, well, I don't have to watch that anymore. No shit. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, that was uh, Netflix, uh, Castlevania. You guys. <laughs> Yeah, we, th- you can thank Pop Culture Leftovers for getting y'all caught up for season two. Jesus, Frank. Oh, oh, oh guys. So, hey, I, I, uh, yes, uh, you guys are kind of knocking the first episode a little bit. I, I think a, a series is only as good as its villain, okay? So I felt like that first episode really kind of gave us an idea of the motivations of the villain. I think that first episode was very much necessary as showing us these events. I don't want to hear about this. Let's say like the first episode just jumped into Trevor and then we finally get introduced to Dracula himself and he's like, I'm attacking everybody because you killed the woman I loved. No, I mean, I want to see that played out. And I think that they've kind of like with that first episode, they've kind of set up what a great villain we have and his motivations. I thought it was a brilliant way to start the series. Yeah, well, the, the writing's good, and I was really against this when I heard about it because usually video games make shit for translation into TV or movies. But I mean, it's it goes so far back that it's not like you got all the dialogue in that game way back when that you do nowadays. They just took the basic frame of it and have exploded the fuck out of yeah. it. It's just fantastic. It's better than I could have imagined. I love the scene, and it reminded me of a video game. I thought it, I thought they did a fantastic job. It's a scene where Trevor's walking through the town, and he's kind of gathering information from people. And it reminded me yeah. of like the video games cool. where you're walking through a town, and you come across a character, uh, like an NPC, and you hit like a button, and all of a sudden they start telling you a story. And he goes through, and he probably talks to six or seven different people within this town, and it really reminded me of like that video game feel. But they did it so subtly that it's it's really well done. Yeah, the pacing's really good. The length of the episodes is great. Yeah. I mean, I just want more. Like, I'm really super mm. stoked that you said that they got uh, another order from more episodes per season. That's wonderful. Yeah. Dan, you got to finish this, my man. Yeah, I will do, dude. It's because um, Warren Ellis is one of my favorite comic book writers. Um, mm. He did The Authority and Transmit. Transmetropolitan, and he's he's so damn good at writing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hearing you guys talk about it, I'll definitely give it another shot. Yeah, Warren Ellis recently did. He's doing well. He's doing a book now called Trees, and then he's also done some Moon Knight recently for Marvel. But yeah, Warren Ellis is fantastic. Um, Adi Shankar, who's the executive producer on this, he also dropped this news the day before Castlevania released on Netflix on his Facebook page. He says, "I'm happy to let you guys know that I've selected my next project." I played the first edition of Assassin's Creed the year I moved to Los Angeles to pursue my dream. At that moment, I knew absolutely no one in the industry and could never have imagined that one day Ubisoft would ask me, ask me to take the world of Assassin's Creed and create an original story set in, uh, set in it as an anime series. If anyone tells you not to follow your passion in life, they are wrong. So he's going to be working on an Assassin's Creed um, anime for – it looks like – he didn't say if it was for Netflix or not, but one can assume. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I mean, I mean, 
he's the same guy that he, I mean, you said it earlier. He did the uh, Dirty Laundry, the Venom short, and he yeah. did the Power Rangers one. Yeah. It, but didn't he also talk a load of shit that he was going to be doing the Power Rangers movie as well? Who's going to be a producer on that, which actually wasn't true at all. Uh, no, I think he was talking about he was going to be a producer on Dread Two. Um, oh, okay. And that never turned out to be true. You might be, I might need to look into that a little bit more, but you're absolutely right. He was, somebody came out and said, no, he's not involved in said project, whatever it was. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed he's not lying about this one then. He (laughs) was asked during an interview with Nintendo Life what he would like to do, what other project he would like to do. And he said that he would like to do a dark Metroid anime in the same style as Castlevania. So some Samus. Metroid wow. would be cool as shit. Man, any other time, any other time this news would turn me off. But he did such a good job with this Castlevania series that I, I'm eager to see more of what he's got. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I think with Adi Shankar... He's he's definitely a, a different kind of guy. I've seen him do some interviews and things like that. He's he he's um, I, don't, I don't know when I don't want to say eccentric. Um, I can't think of the word for it, but um, he he's a different kind of guy. But I think he understands these franchises that the people that grew up on them want to see different takes on them. Like we. Like when I was a kid, we watched Captain N and we got like the goofy Simon Belmont. We all had a lot of fun yeah. with that when I, when we were kids. But now that we're older and we've grown up with these characters, we would like to see them in like real situations that these characters would be in. Not just like the, like the funny video games that we grew up with or not, not necessarily funny with Castlevania, but like, you know, like the video games, we didn't get like tons of blood and stuff like that, but you're dealing with a world with a character that's a, that's a vampire hunter. You're, you're gonna get cursing, right. you're gonna get blood, and he wants the same people that grew up playing these Castlevania games that are now watching Game of Thrones, you know, he wants these people to, ha- to be able to enjoy, you know, these, these cartoons in a different way. It's not like just like, Oh, okay, now I want you to be able to share it with your children, you know? Like, <laughs> right. now I want, you know, now I want, you know, I want daddy to be able to watch little, you know, Trevor Belmont with his kids. It's, it's more like, no, I want daddy to be able to fucking put the kids to bed and watch some Castlevania with, uh, you know, some, uh, some gore and some cursing. So I, I, I appreciate Addie Shankar for that. But, um, I'm hearing tons of rumors that, uh, Netflix wants these video games to anime series, that that, that's one of the things that they want to start getting more of. So here's hoping that we get a Legend of Zelda anime soon and that it's great. Please do it, Nintendo. Let Netflix do this, please. That'd be awesome. And I do want to also throw out there that Richard Armitage. Yeah. Who, who plays Trevor Belmont? Yeah. He didn't fucking phone this in at all. No, he was really no. good. Not one bit. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was great. And then uh, James Callis, who was in um, fucking Battlestar Galactica, like yeah. I couldn't even recognize him when he came up. Yeah. It, it, it was really cool to see these, bi- not bigger names, but, you know, people that you've seen before actually giving a shit and actually putting effort into this. It, it was Big surprise for me. I expected this to be garbage, but it's awesome. It's really good. Um, man, imagine if we can get like a Contra series, man. Fucking like, oh, 
You know, Ooh, like Contra would be tight. Yeah, fucking aliens yeah. and shit. You know, I mean, of course, you know, Contra is a complete ripoff of like Aliens, Rambo, and like Schwarzenegger's. Mm. You know, like Commando and all that stuff. Like even the characters on the box look like you know, like Sylvester Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And like you know, the aliens uh, that you battled, like the big boss aliens, look like you know the aliens, like the xenomorphs and shit. But I mean, if they could make a Contra anime, that oh man, I'm there, I'm there. Or even even this, like a uh, Metal Gear, dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, Metal Gear would be fantastic. Yeah, and then even throw in a fucking all your base belong to us. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys? What do you guys got for uh, good pop, bad pop? Start with uh, start with Dan. Uh, I got caught up on American Gods. I recently got Amazon Prime, so I watched that start to finish in about three days. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was kind of tasting it to begin with because it's so, uh, it, it's complicated and you don't get a lot of answers from, from the start of the, the show. Mm -hmm. But by the end of it, I literally just watched the finale today. Yeah. And, fucking hell does that pay off like <laughs> the last kind of like 15 minutes of that i thought was absolutely fantastic yeah so yeah I'm, and and for the whole season i i tupperware the whole thing now because that was uh that was really really good what did you think about american gods brian i you know i covered it at a, the, I on, know. <laughs> on my podcast uh but i i loved it i i Highly addictive. Um, I love the dead wife episode, the whole um, episode that was, you know, dedicated to Laura Moon. I, I loved that episode. I loved her interactions with Mad Sweeney, the actor. Is it Paul yeah. Shriver? I mm. think, or Pablo, yep. Pablo Shriver. He is, he's fantastic, and he's slow. Actually, very quickly becoming one of my favorite uh, character actors in Hollywood now. He's so good. But um, Ian McShane, he's he's the real reason to watch this show week to week. I mean, Ian McShane is just so good. He's so good in this show. Fantastic as Mister Wednesday. So I, I Tupperware it, man. I can't wait for season two. I hope. I hope Stars is uh, going to start filming here. I was a little upset though that it didn't get as many Emmy nominations as I wanted it to. I think it got two, so yeah, uh, yeah that's a little upsetting because I think it's uh, I think it definitely deserves more. Yeah, I think so too. It was it, it, like just visually as well. I mean, aside from the story, like you know, it's really like original. We see based on uh, the Neil Gaiman novel and everything. Really original plot and just everything about it is is so odd never seen it never seen anything like it on tv before but the way it was shot and the the even the score was really strange and but added to you know how how kind of otherworldly the whole thing is it's, mm -hmm. it, even though it's based in reality it's such a it's such a good series i've really enjoyed it yeah these the showrunners for that show brian fuller and michael green are just some of the best i mean like one of those guys worked on like logan you know i mean these guys are wow. Involved in some great projects. Uh, Frank, what do you got? Man, about the only other thing that we haven't covered uh, that I've been into is really just Final Fantasy XII Remake that came out. It's okay. I'm not going to waste a lot of time talking about it. Like, if you were a fan of it before, like, you'll love it now because uh, HD remastered stuff. But for folks that aren't familiar with it, uh, maybe wait for a price to come down. If I remember right, it's like thirty nine ninety nine. Get getting it out the door, uh, which is less than a premium game. But uh, maybe wait till it drops a little bit. I like it. I've dabbled in it, but 
a high taste that it. it's good. It's 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 not too bad. Really, you you already dug into the shit that I've been watching with Preacher and Castlevania been busy otherwise. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Luther, you got anything for us? I got one small thing. Um, I found this web series this week called uh, Terrific Women. It's on. Uh, it's I found it on uh, CBC Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's uh, website, and uh, it's a it's a comedy set in the seventies about two clueless and often inebriated feminists who co-host their own late-night local cable access television show. Oh, that sounds hilarious already. It's so fucking funny. There's one woman, like, you know how people were not doing the proper stuff that they should in the 70s? Like, there's a pregnant woman, one of the characters in this show is a woman by the name of Joy Johansson, and she's this perky pregnant woman, and she's constantly smoking. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. It's so fucking hilarious. And then this other character, uh... Linda Davies, uh, she's like the classic, you know, she just divorced her husband. So she's like this big women's lib, you know, big cougar just. And uh, I, I highly, highly recommend it. I give this the highest of Tupperwares. It's fucking hilarious. Are we going to be able to watch this here in the U.S., though? Yeah, I can send you guys the YouTube link. So I can send you guys the I'll send you guys the CBC link. Yeah. But I'll also send you guys the YouTube link. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that- it's. it's- fucking hilarious oh that sounds great i love anything based off of like public access characters because like um like i'm a big fan of wayne's world of course and like i think Mm -hmm. like you know that's where mystery science theater 3000 started i think was like you know uh it was uh like public access shit up in minnesota i think i i could be wrong about that but it started off in a really small network so um, but yeah, that, that sounds hilarious. I love the premise. <laughs> it's, 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 it's absolutely terrific. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, kind of, <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. try to slide that one in there. Now you're talking about sliding and terrific women. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at there, Luther. Did you, I'm feeling did, that seventies vibe. I didn't know. There's, if an episode, <laughs> there's an episode where they actually throw a key party. So it, it it gets really, really, really funny and really kind of twisted. So I didn't yeah. slide too much because nobody shaved back then. Good point. Uh, yeah. Oh, Frank. <laughs> Frank. Oh, come on! Somebody had to bring it there. Why you gotta no? Like no? See, like why you gotta talk about fur burgers when we're trying to do a fucking <laughs> ridiculous? All right, guys, we are. So definitely check out Terrific Women um, in real life and on that show. So that's uh, <laughs> just do it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're get a little sexist, aren't we, guys? <laughs> a little bit, a little, hey, bit. a little bit misogynistic. Yeah, I didn't say it. I said nobody shaved. Yeah, right. Now I'm gonna go rub one out while I watch some porn, and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hey, we are back, guys, and it is time for the Pop Culture Leftovers News. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news 
All right, this week in Gangster's Fuck News, I don't know about you guys, I'm going to ask you individually. Are you guys watching Ash vs. Evil Dead? No. No on my end. No, I don't know where to get it. Ah, shit. All right, it's uh, it's on Stars. I don't know where you can get it over there, Dan. Uh, but uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 3 is... Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know if they've started filming, uh, but uh, season two was a Tupperware for me. It is the perfect blend of horror and gore and comedy. It's amazing. It's re- it's returning to stars this fall. So, yeah, I'm assuming they've filmed it. Bruce Campbell talked with Geek Girl Project about season three. So spoilers ahead for Ashes vs. Evil Dead season three. Campbell said this. Wait until you see season three, baby. He said, baby, I love this guy. Oh my god, love this guy He says it's off the charts We're jumping off a cliff at the end It will never be the same The world will never be the same at the end of this season There's some big shit that happens Ash's daughter Holy shit Yeah, he goes on to say (laughs) Ash has a child She's in trouble, she's a target The demons are like the mafia They go after your family Not only... Uh, not only has saved the world, now he has to raise a daughter, a teenager, an unruly teenager. Oh my god, there's so much in this fucking sentence, in, in this paragraph that I'm excited about. I mean, uh, Ash has a daughter. This is absolutely fantastic news. A, a teenage daughter. So I, oh, I, shit. I guarantee we're gonna find out like in a, some, one drunken night, we might even get a flashback of like him banging somebody in the back of his RV. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll, you know, she'll probably be 16 and it'll probably go back to like the year 2001 or something like that. And they'll show like a flashback of him and this woman. And like now he's got this daughter on his doorstep and oh, this is going to be amazing. I found out I, this is pretty cool because I, I Craig did Gregorio. He's the showrunner for season two. He's now left the show, but he said in an interview with the AV club that the alternate version of the season two finale was going to reveal that the character of Kelly in the show was actually Ash's long lost, uh, long lost daughter. They're not going to go with that story. Um, they wanted to have an unruly teenager, a millennial be his daughter and, uh, mm. not an adult. Kelly's an adult. She's like in her mid twenties or something like that. I, Guys, if you if you haven't been watching this show, you got to find a way to watch Ash versus Evil Dead. If you like the Evil Dead, if you like the Army of Darkness, this is so much great in one show. And before it was going to be like Army of Darkness two or whatever, and then you know Raimi and Campbell got together and they 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 let's turn this into a TV series, and they've done it, and they've done it quite well. This is one of the best reasons to watch stars if not for american gods it's for this show so ash has a fucking daughter in season three i'm there i can't wait i need to jump on this shit because i've got a stars fucking subscription in my amazon account yeah yeah i've got it i just i just haven't had time to jump in anything new yeah oh you can you can get it on amazon prime well it's like an extra five bucks a month but you can get a stars subscription with it Oh, so I mean, for cool. five bucks a month, I mean, you get everything that you get on Stars. Yeah, Hulu wow. is recently Hulu is recently announced. Like Hulu, you could always get Showtime added on, but now on Hulu uh, here, at least here in the U.S., you can add HBO too now. So, nice. you know, a lot of people That's that cool. don't have a way to watch uh, HBO or whatever, they can now subscribe to it on Hulu and be able to watch Game of Thrones, which fucking comes back tomorrow, guys. Yeah, oh, yes, it does. Holy Whoa. shit! Whoa. 
Honestly, that's what's been eating up some of my time is because the wife and I have been doing a rewatch, and uh, we're up in season six now. We're almost uh, back to where it's going to be picking up from tomorrow. Frank, we're also going to get our next doctor announcement. I know. Ooh. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah. I'm uh, excited about it. Like, I'm sorry for all the people who like Capaldi, but I'm not a fan of his. Yeah. You know, the thing is, it's like, uh, are we going to get, are we going to get, uh, a male actor, or are we finally going to get a female actor? I, I, I've been hearing the rumors about a certain female actor who's going to be the new doctor. So, Really? Who? I, I haven't heard about that. I, I don't know her name. It's not Tilda Swinton like everybody was wanting, but um, I, I'm hearing rumors about a female actor. I also heard a rumor about a, a male actor. This was maybe a couple months ago. I'm familiar with the actor. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he was on a Fox TV show. And it was called, I think it was called, um, oh man, it was something lights, like traffic light, I think it was what it was called. And he was really, really good on that show. So we'll find out tomorrow who our next Doctor Who is, and I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, fucking Game of Thrones is coming back. That's going to be awesome. Noise. Yeah. But uh, this past week, guys, THR reported that Quentin Tarantino's next film after Hateful Eight could be... No, it is. It, it's, uh, it, it is. It, it did get announced what it is. It's, it's totally different than what, like, we're accustomed to when it comes to Tarantino films. Here's the details from THR. Quentin Tarantino is quietly starting to put together his latest project and is talking to A-list actors for what is promising to be a unique take on the Manson family murders. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino is taking on Charles Manson. The project, whose title is unknown, was written by Tarantino, who would also direct. What are you guys guessing? I'm saying Helter Skelter. I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I don't know what the name of it's going to be. But, yeah, it's fucking Tarantino taking on the Manson murders. Uh, sources say that Tarantino is putting, heavy. Yeah, he's putting together the finishing touches on the script and that Brad Pitt, who worked with the filmmaker on Inglorious Bastards, and Jennifer Lawrence, who have been, they've been approached. Studios could receive the package after Labor Day, according to one source. The plan is to shoot in 2018, possibly the summer. Script details are fuzzy, but one of the stories centers on uh, uh, Sharon Tate, the actress and wife of director Roman Polanski, who was murdered by Manson and his followers in 1969. She wasn't murdered. She was murdered by Tex and the girls. Manson sent them there, so... Uh, Manson had ordered a group of his fathers to attack the inhabitants of the house in the Benedict Canyon part of Los Angeles, believing it was owned by a record producer who earlier had rejected him. Over the course of several hours on the night of August 8th, the four followers using guns and knives brutally, brutally killed Tate, who was eight months pregnant, and four other occupants. In 1971, Manson and certain members of his crew were sentenced to life imprisonment for these and several other murders committed that summer. Um, there's also more casting rumors for this that have actually come out, uh, since this original story from THR. These rumors come from Deadline. Deadline has heard that Tarantino met with Margot Robbie to potentially play Sharon Tate, the actress Mm. wife of director Roman Polanski. And then, uh, I'm also hearing that, uh, Samuel L. Jackson will likely, uh, play a lead in the film. So he's, I mean, that's not a surprise to anybody with him being like a big Tarantino guy um oh, yeah but um so maybe margot robbie plays sharon tate and then jennifer lawrence could play one of the manson girls I, that's what i'm thinking yeah i'd like this to see is, the, like two of them duke it out 
Yeah, this is a little different than what uh, Margot Robbie used to do, and I don't know how. Hey, man, she worked like, with she worked with Scorsese. She worked with Scorsese. You know, I on mean, Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, on Wolf of Wall Street. I think she can definitely handle working with Tarantino. I mean, she's already worked under Scorsese. Yeah, true, 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 true. You know, are you guys excited for a Tarantino Manson film? Fuck yes, yeah. Dan, I'm you're... interested. I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I'm interested. Dan, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> just, it's, only, it's only because I just, uh, the whole, like, I don't know, man. I'm just not a big fan of the true life serial killer thing. Well, I like, I like my murders to be fake. Look at uh, look at look at what Tarantino did with Inglorious Bastards. You know the world that World War II film. It, I didn't like it to be quite honest with you. It, I love World War II films, but I didn't like it. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to feel about this take if he's going to take liberties with this movie. So um, yeah. It's, I would rather them like take liberties with it than do like a kind of like true telling. Cause I, it, it's just me in the fact that I'm not a big fan of them kind of like glorifying people dying. If you know what I mean, <laughs> like this, like the whole kind of this guy was a you know he was a murderer. Yeah, so let's yeah. not kind of glorify what he did. But I mean, you know, I, I have no idea what they're going to do with this. So they might like. Well, I mean, it's incredibly, out. it's an incredibly fucked up story in reality on its own. Like the yeah. dude, as as fucked in the head as he is, he was incredibly charismatic, and mm. he had a bunch of fucking followers. Like I think there's enough here for Tarantino to be able to flesh out. But really, like, if you dig into some of the shit that he did and was into, Tarantino seems like a perfect fit to be able to flesh this shit out mm. and put it on film. So are we getting Brad Pitt as Charles Manson? Oh, I hope not. I don't think that's a good fit. Yeah, we'll see. That's a, that's a, that's a weird casting. <laughs> uh, look at him in 12 Monkeys, guys. Come on. Come on. Think. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. Manson's a different kind of fucked up. Like, uh, no, I, I don't see Pitt yeah. being able to fit into that. I don't know. I don't I'm know. Ruin the mustache for that, right? You get, well, yeah. I mean, not even just the physical stuff. Like Manson's a fucking loon. Well, that, yeah. Have like, you some mannerisms and stuff? I think you need yeah. somebody a bit more expressive in uh, the face nah, than I think Brad Pitt. You, I don't think he has the crazy. I'd, Keaton. Keaton would fit good. He's too old. He's too old. He's too old to play Manson at this point. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. So who do you get then? I, I, I think Brad Pitt's a fine choice if you look at his performance in 12 Monkeys. I think he can pull it off. Mm. I really do. Yeah, we'll fight Ooh. club. Tyler Dad in a fight club. Yeah, I yeah. think he can pull it off. I think you guys are just looking at him as like, you know, like, uh, you know, what's a, a river flows through it or whatever the fuck that movie was called. Like him being a, you know, like, he's, no. he, he's a pretty boy. I get it. Like the, the man is a beautiful guy to look at, but I think like you put him in enough makeup. Look, you know, he, he can play a fucked up character. I mean, he can, he can do it. Look at his character in true romance, you know? I mean, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, if he pulls it off, I mean, it'd be like a fucking killer-ass performance, but... I wouldn't I put know. him past him. I mean, it's something that he could probably pull off, so... 
Ball's in his court. I want to see them do some stuff. I want them to go back and I want them to give us like more history of like Charles Manson. I don't want them to just like jump into like the cult that he started. I want them to go back to like his early days when he was actually right. like working with the Beach Boys and stuff like that and why yeah. he became who he is and why he went after Roman Plansky because like, like, yeah. I want to see that slow descent into fucking madness. Madness. Well, I mean, there's, you know, Charles Manson had actually, he'd been working with, uh, Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. Mm -hmm. And there's some crazy stories about, like, him talking with, you know, Brian Wilson and some of the guys that were in the, uh, in the Beach Boys. Like, in, it was in 1968, Manson showed up. He showed Wilson a bullet and said, every time you look at it, I want you to think how nice it is your kids are still safe. Like, oh, wow. you know, threatening people. Man. He wrote in 1968 the a song for the Beach Boys. It was titled Cease to Exist. And then the Beach Boys took that song, they reworked it, and it became Never Learn Not to Love. And the band released that on the 2020 album. Um, and oh, wow. then, you know, that song actually was released six months before the Tate murders and the Tate murder. And... Like, you know, Manson never got any credit for the song. He owed, I think he owed like Dennis Wilson like $100,000. So he just copyrighted the song and said, fuck you, that's my payment. And so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they could work in with the Beach Boys and then lead us up to, like you said, like his madness, what made him crazy. And then, yeah. and then we can get that Sharon Tate murder. And Dan, I, I understand like Tarantino does glorify a lot of violence. I mean, like it, the, and, Watching that with a, a pregnant woman, I don't know how he's going to pull it off. I'm really worried about this film as well. Yeah, it's not it's not the glorifying violence. I don't mind that. It's it's if the violence is like a historical thing that's actually happened. Yeah, that's the thing that I don't like. Is yeah, like sort of taking someone else's pain and suffering and and essentially just making money off it. it that doesn't. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't like that kind of thing. But you know. Uh... It, you know, these, <laughs> what are you hearing about, Frank? <laughs> it, it depends on how it's presented because, like, if you think about it, and I, I realize it's two completely different scenarios, but, like, uh, the uh, Stone, JFK, all that stuff, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it glorifies that, but it, it's all the shit behind the scenes that I want to see that you didn't realize was going on. Yeah, but they didn't. But what I'm saying they is they didn't glorify they didn't, anybody as a hero. And, yeah, they didn't glorify the murderer, so I'm saying, like, and you just kind of, if you're talking about the Oliver Stone movie, it's just like you see the, the um, what's the guy's name? Zabruder. Yeah, yep. it's the, the, the Zabruder tape. You just see bits of that. And then it's just more about the court case as opposed to, you know, them following the guy like behind the grassy knoll and like, you know, making him out to be, you some know, kind of hero. Some, yeah, or like some kind of sympathetic character or something like that. And then, then glorifying the action and, 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 you know, that's what I mean. I get you, dude. Charles Manson's fucked up. I'm just gonna say that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I saw him. I think it was an interview with uh, Diane Sawyer, like years and years ago. And you know, he, he I think he, he called her like you know, girl and baby and all this bullshit. And yeah, and but he he's he looked at her. He lo I think it was Diane Sawyer. He looked. At, I remember this interview. And he's like, he looked at her. and He goes, "Are you scared of me? Are you scared of me?" And she's like, "No, I'm not scared of you." And he sits back for a second, and then he goes, Bleh! like gets like right in her face, 
and she jumps back, and it was the, it was fucked up, you know. <laughs> well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. You know, and all the sh- I'm in your head. You know, he's yeah, this guy's fucked up. So, <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, this is like a next level fucking performance. Yeah, yeah. You so. know, and this is going to be a little screwed up. You know who I see being able to pull this off back in the day would have been Robin Williams. You wouldn't have seen it coming. Uh, like, he's got the same yeah. weird yeah. fucking personality to be able to pull this shit off, but <laughs> take it somewhere that you wouldn't have thought it would have been. Like, not funny, what was this? but like, wow. Are you thinking about what him with it? the beard back in Jumanji? When he a was little all, bit, yeah. yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. What, what was you, his movie that he was really? Yeah, Eight Millimeter, or was that Eight? What? Uh, oh, uh, the camera movie. What was exactly, it? Exactly the photo, know about, right? Photo something. Photoshop booth or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That was a creepy movie to watch him in because I had watched him in these like jolly jolly roles up to then, and then to see the dude play a creepy character and play him yeah. well. Was it one hour it photo? Weird. That's the yes, one. Yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah oh, well shit. done. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Robin Williams, man. I'm telling you. Did you guys watch the interview with Bobcat Goldthwait talking about the reason he really killed himself? Was it? No. Him? Yeah, you should watch that. I think it, I think it was Bobcat Goldthwait talking about. Uh, what he was he was misdiagnosed and so it it really affected him emotionally. You should watch it. It's an interview with Bobcat Goldthwait. So, um, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, they were close friends. So he was also yeah. If you guys didn't know this, uh, Robin Williams was really really good friends with uh, the original Superman, not the original Superman, but uh, Christopher Reeve. Was it? Yeah, yeah, I that. yeah. Not George. George Reeve was like the original Superman in the movies, mm-hmm. but in the yeah, TV show. But like Christopher Reeve, he was good friends. They both were. Uh, I don't know. I think they. I don't know if they were roommates at the Juilliard, but they both went there, um, and um, they both became really good friends there. And like when Christopher Reeve got injured, Robin Williams was like there for him a lot, and oh, so. Wow. Yeah, so it was sad after Christopher Reeve passed away that Robin didn't have his friend there for him. Those guys were really tight. So, um, guys, uh, talking about upcoming movies, I think a lot of us are fans of Daisy Ridley. She plays Ray in Star Wars, and I think a lot of people are fans of Tom Holland, who is our new Peter Parker. Uh, what if I told you guys that they were both going to be in a movie together, a science fiction film? Would you be excited? Oh, yeah, would potentially, be. depending on what it is. Exactly, and that's what I'm going to talk about. It's happening. It's a new film. It's titled Chaos Walking. It's from director Doug Lyman, the guy who left both the Gambit movie and the Justice League, uh, Justice League <laughs> Dark film. Uh, he's directing Daisy and Tom in Chaos Walking, which is coming out March 1st, 2019 from Lionsgate. Uh, this is a young adult book series. That it's being adapted. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's being adapted. Uh, it's from author Patrick Ness. Lionsgate, of course, did the Hunger Games. And I'm sure that they're expecting that, uh, you know, that the level of success that they had with uh, the Hunger Games, that they're hoping to get it with uh, Chaos Walking, especially with these stars. Um, it's a trilogy of books, so we can probably expect three films for this. What's it about? Well, Todd Hewitt lives on the distant planet of New World, a new hope for humanity until struck by the noise, a virus where all women have been killed off 
and all living creatures can hear one another's thoughts in a stream of images, words, and sounds. The cacophony drives many mad until Todd makes a hidden silent discovery. There's a girl named Viola who may be the key to unlocking New World's many layered secrets. Together, the two unlikely companions are forced on a white-knuckle adventure into an unexplored planet, trying to escape and hide in an environment where all thought uh, where all thought is heard, all movement seen, as they both discover the truth about the lives they left behind and the spectacular world they've learned to call home. So, I don't know. Um, I I think it's a great concept, but it's a young adult novel, and sometimes, I'd say many times, these don't work out. I mean, we've had Twilight, we've had, you know, I think the Hunger Games movies, they got worse um, as they went along. That's that's my opinion. And then, you know, of course, like we had, what was that movie? Uh, the Maze or what? The Maze Finder? Maze Runner. Maze Runner, which I thought started off great, and I thought the sequel was convoluted and just, just a fucking wreck. So um, I don't know. I don't know. Great stars, Lionsgate. I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna do another Hunger Games thing here. I, what was the other? Divergent. We had Convergent. Yeah. We had Detergent. We had. those were garbage i I watched the first one and it was absolute dog shit so i don't yeah we have uh, twilight and the fifth wave as well oh the fifth wave god uh as if as if the first four that's coming out does anybody else get the same no no apparently that's getting some fucking grave rave 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 reviews frank it's basically it's it's, it really is it's based on a french comic book not a lot of people over here know about it but it's getting some great reviews this was like they were talking about how is how like these uh critics were talking about how this is going to be a contender for the razzie award and now they're like they're pulling back on that and saying like this is a great movie mm. i feel like it is wow. gonna be, i think it's going to be another john carter i do i i, yeah. I think it's going to be a really good movie but it's not going to be able to pay back this huge budget of like 225 million or whatever it is I, Jesus. I, but i think it's going to be a great movie i really do i think it's going to be a lot of fun i think valerian's gonna it's called it's actually called valerian and the city of a thousand planets like that do, that doesn't help Jesus. Right. No shit. <laughs> Subtitle. You know? First film. Fuck that. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's from, uh, Luke, Luke Besson, the, uh, you know, the, the, the fifth element guy. Fifth element. Yay. Fuck that movie. <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> I, I can't just, get on board that shit. Yeah. I just remember, like, me talking about the fifth element on the army page and you just put that movie is horse shit. It is, dude. It is. It's, 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 oh man, the fifth element, the fucking, the fifth wave. It's one of my wave. favorite movies of all time. Oh god, it's garbage, dude. I watched it when it first came out and I was like, I didn't like it. And so like, I watched this like, I think a year ago or so, less than a year ago. I'm like, I'm gonna give it another shot. Like, everybody loves this movie. I remember watching it, remember not digging it. I watched it again. I was like, oh god, this is why I hated it. It's, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's enjoyable if I'm fucked up and doing other shit while I'm watching it. I just think it's fucking awesome. I love it. But yeah, so so Valerian's Valerian is uh, Luke Besson. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that's okay. Luke Besson. So yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing Valerian. It comes out the same weekend as Dunkirk, and that don't help when you're going up against Christopher Nolan and Tom Hardy. Yeah, no shit. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. And actually, I mean, as soon as we just just talking about that, I saw that trailer, like the new trailer for that in the cinema the other day, and it's not. 
what I thought it was going to be. Dunkirk is not the sort of full-on, you know, war movie that I thought it was going to be. It's taken a completely different kind of perspective on on the conflict mm. and and how it's it seems to be about how three different people like view what's happening, and it's from. Uh, it's from like land, sea, and air. That's how like Christopher Nolan described it. And you're actually following normal people, like these guys in these fishing boats that go out to save mm. these troops that are in the are in the water. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I've never seen anything like that. So I mean, I wasn't too excited because you know we've had such great war movies like Saving Private Ryan and Full Metal Jacket and Apocalypse Now and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But with this, it's um. It's a totally different take, so I'm I'm really interested to see what they do with it. Absolutely, and it's under two hours, guys. I think this is like an hour and forty minutes. Wow! Yeah, I'm damn son blown, and it's PG thirteen. So, um, whoa! Yeah, I, a lot of it is filmed in IMAX, so I'm looking forward. Hopefully, I'll be able to see it in IMAX. Um, but uh, it looks Dunkirk looks incredible. I hope to be able to. By the time we record our next episode, I hope that I'm able to see the big sick, um, the uh, and then uh, Dunkirk and Valerian. I, those are the three movies that I have to see. I think this week, so I'm really looking forward to those. Wow, that's, that's a big week for movies. Hey, everybody, yeah, yeah, I heard that as well. It's all talk yeah. at the same time. That's fine. Good shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Channel the, uh, your inner hopners. No, I mean, yeah, that, I, I know that that uh, Christopher yeah. Nolan. I know. Hey, hey, I'm talking. No. <laughs> I, I know talking, that. I'm talking. I know that Christopher Nolan's given us pers- like three different perspectives from land, sea, and air. But you guys are giving off fucking three perspectives at the same time. Okay. No. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. I was going to say it's going to be one that's going to be a very busy week for you, for mm. definite. But um, yeah, I heard the big sick is uh, that's supposed to be really good. Oh um, yeah. And, um, what's the guy's name? The lead actor in it. Is it- Kamal. Kamali, yeah, Kamal. He was he was on uh, the last leg of current affairs show over here, and he was. Mm. I've I've seen him in a few things, but fuck me, he is such a funny guy, and the way he sold that movie as well, and the clip that they showed, it just looked absolutely hilarious. I love it when he cameos in movies. Um, he's so good, and it, it just his comedic delivery is so good. So I'm looking forward to this one. It's it's totally like I think it was him and his wife or girlfriend that developed this yeah. story. So. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to watching the big sick. Uh, new the new Hellboy reboot was uh, originally supposed to be connected to the Guillermo del Toro films. Did you guys know this? No, uh, no. Yeah, this is some crazy news. This is uh, it was a, the new Hellboy reboot was originally supposed to be connected to the Guillermo del Toro films. I the Hellboy creator Mike Mignola he talked about this to Nerdist. He said. Listen to this quote, guys. This is this is interesting. I want to talk about this. He says, "I would have loved to see Guillermo do his third movie and finish that story, but over the years, it became a very it became very clear that wasn't going to happen." About three years ago, the producers, the screenwriter Andrew Cosby, and I all started working on this new story. Del Toro didn't want to have anything to do with it. He wasn't going to direct. He was offered to be a producer, and Ron wouldn't do it without Guillermo del Toro. Guys, like, I'll read it again, but this is fucked up. There, there, there was a lot to this story we didn't know, and I think some of it's coming out here with this statement. It looks like Mignola and Andrew Cosby, maybe even the studio, pushed del Toro out. And I say, mm. I don't know. I don't know if it was those guys. It, it might have been the studio saying we're not going to bring him back. So Mignola and Andrew Cosby went ahead. 
three years ago and started moving forward with this without del toro and del toro um he doesn't want anything to do with it because they're not letting him direct and they they basically said oh we'll, we'll throw you on as a producer and that's basically just like that's nothing at that point you know mm, and it's right. it's basically for yeah. the, like the studio to save face and be like oh well look fans you're not going to get your third hellboy movie from del toro but he is coming back as a producer so he is kind of involved but i love that ron perlman um was like well you know if if del toro's not coming back i'm not coming back cuz it feels like they wanted to go ahead and give us the third movie with ron perlman just with a different director, like the studio did not want Del Toro coming back to direct the film. So we could have got the third movie in the Hellboy series with Perlman, but without Del Toro directing and Ron said, fuck that. So they wanted a new direction, a new director. Um, and this third movie then without Ron Perlman coming back, without, you know, Del Toro being a producer, this third movie just dissolved and turned into this reboot that we're hearing about with, um, uh, what's his name? Um, David Harbour. Yeah, that's right. insane, man. I'm a massive fan mm. of the first two movies. And I mean, it, I can't remember who it was. It was uh, one of the guys from the, the studio said to Del Toro that the scene where they go into the troll market in number two, he was like, this is your like cantina scene from Star Wars. He's like, you need to like throw everything in here in there and um just go nuts with it and so the second film is it built the the hellboy universe so well that you can't have anyone else direct the the last film in the trilogy mm-hmm. can you it's you know it, it it just fucking it's insane that they tried to get rid of him and like you said man like props to ron perlman for telling him to fucking stick it because yeah he was he was there for del toro and said no you know if he's not involved he we want to because I, I remember him putting out the video saying that um, if you want a Hellboy three, then you know share this video like like this, get it get it trending and everything. And they got so much support. It doesn't matter but, though. It didn't matter though because they were already three years into creating this reboot now. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean, man. It was like a last ditch attempt by him to try and get you know all the fans involved to tell the studio what we all wanted. And to get Del, Del Toro back, but it, like you said, they just had their, their fucking heels in the dirt and just they wouldn't budge. It sucks, absolutely fucking sucks. Well, Del Toro, it feels like Del Toro is getting pushed out of everything. He got pushed out of uh, Hellboy three. He's not doing Pacific Rim two. So, yeah. and I'm not saying that Pacific Rim two is going to be bad. I mean, we're getting Stephen Denight, like the showrunner for the first season of Daredevil, doing this. So, I mean, oh, wow. I'm, right? Yeah, I'm looking. And it's video game shit too that he's attached his name to that people are bailing on. Like everything he signs on to flounders for some reason. Yeah, he's never really had like that huge, that huge hit. Like, I think he needs to go back to. I know he did the Strain, you know, but I think he need, and that's a TV series on TNT. But I think he needs to go back to like his roots and give us like a maybe maybe sign a deal with like Bloomhouse Films and and uh, Bloomhouse seems to do a great job with these directors like they helped um, uh, M Night Shyamalan with like The Visit you know and do uh-huh. a, do a low budget movie go back to like your Pan's Labyrinth roots you know and give us yeah. give us that movie with uh, horror and gore with you know. Um, practical effects, you know, and do it on a limited budget from Bloomhouse. I think 
he would really, really benefit from doing some of this stuff. Or, or Netflix, they definitely need to look at Guillermo del Toro and, you know, like boost his career. Like, I don't care about M. Night Shyamalan, this new resurgence for M. Night with this, uh, I don't care about it with like, you know, we're going to get the, the, what was that last movie? Split? Split. I don't care about yeah, this. Yeah, split. Know, I'll watch the sequel, but I don't, I don't give a shit, man. I really don't about the M. Night Shyamalan resurgence. Like this guy, I think he's like, I think he's out of ideas. I think he has been for a long time. Guillermo del Toro, though, I think is a visionary. And I think if like you just let like this guy do his thing, he's going to give you something great. And I want to just see him flourish on like either Netflix or like work out a deal with like Bloomhouse. I, I feel bad for this guy. He does need yeah. a break somewhere because it seems like he's focusing on like the animation end of things. And that's great. But I mean, that's not going to give you a big name and a lot of exposure. Like somebody needs to take a chance on this guy. Yeah, agreed, man. That's the thing with it. like all of his films and anything that he puts his hand in. It, the like you were saying, Brian, like his he builds these fucking worlds and the art design that he does, like in his in his sketchbooks and things like that, and the people that he brings on as crew. They're a fucking fantastic group of people, and they make these movies which they don't look like anything else. And you know he always has like Doug Jones in like doing um, you know motion capture and body work and stuff like that, and he puts him all, in all those crazy torturous costumes which he has him in all the time. Yeah, but it's just it's just fucking magic to like watch his movies go on. So yeah, I think Netflix is a really good shout for that. It's um, having them put some money behind you know the stuff that he does. I think will be a really smart move. Just getting back into the bring him back into the fold a bit, get him into the Netflix family. I think would be a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, was there a plane landing in somebody's backyard there for a moment? What was no, that? I heard that, that too. What was oh, that? That's Frank. my bad for, for a change. I got the garage door open and somebody was riding a garage track in a 24. <laughs> I, I was like, I didn't know if you were doing some leaf blowing over there or a fucking seven, no, 747 I, I was landing. Right away, I should have hit mute. But nah. this time of night, like, shit usually calms down out there and I figured it'd be okay to get some fresh air, so. Alright, guys, uh. <laughs> Um, we're gonna start moving. We're gonna be moving into like our Marvel, DC, and Star Wars news. Um, I, I got a, I got a confession to make. There was a lot of new news that came out today, and I get, I, I just, I recently just got home. So some of this news is like, I have, I don't even have it in my notes. I'm gonna be pulling it up directly off the web. So if, if I sound a little scatterbrained about it, it's because I'm not prepared for it. So let's jump into, uh, this week's Marvel news. Marvel News. I love that Marvel News bumper. You know why? Because it's long. And you know what? It gave me enough time <laughs> to go to my refrigerator and get more wine. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that entire time. Here I was trying to figure out if I had time to piss in my jug. Fucking <laughs> 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 jug this time. Jesus. Frank's pissing in jugs, man. Come on. Okay, well, Come like, on, here's the Frank. thing. If I step out of the garage enough to actually piss in the yard... Nobody then cares. The Wi-Fi connection gets too weak. Nobody I cares. Got a an empty jug of window washer fluid. Nobody. <laughs> Frank, no. If you gotta go pee, just go. Nobody cares. Exactly. Push I just can't hey. do it, dude. No, just go. Just twice already. Get up and leave right now. Go and come back. Christ. 
The entry hole's big enough. I can just piss in the jug, dude. Frank, we don't <laughs> care. It's big enough. Come Stop on. talking about it. Just <laughs> go do it. Jesus. Well, I mean, the shit's flaccid, so it's not like. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Jesus, stop it. This is not. This is not Frank's. He's using the word flaccid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pissing in a jug with his fucking garage door open, <laughs> or his neighbor's gonna think. Yeah, this is just alcohol talking. I love it. Jeez. Oh, All right. Marvel news. Yeah. <laughs> oh Christ. Uh, Marvel news. Uh, one of the biggest gripes about the Inhuman show uh, that's coming out is Medusa's hair. Um, it's the the way she looks, her hair. Uh, you know, people are asking, like, will they be using CGI at all for the hair? Um, her hair in the comics is also, it's, it, it's almost like its own character. You know, it moves, mm. it moves through her will and, and it reacts, it can attack people. And the wig in the trailers that we've seen for the Inhumans, it looks like garbage. And, um, during his set visit, Screen Rant sat down with the actor who plays Medusa, Sarinda Swan. Here's what she had to say about her hair. She goes, this is, this is so stupid. She goes, it's a hairy situation. She goes, it's a hairy situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, hearty har har, Sarinda. Um, surrender. Um, she goes, uh, I think I'm going to say that several times. Anyway, uh, she goes, one of the cool things with Medusa, obviously, is her hair and the, and learning how to use it through the wig. But then also through the CGI. So there are moments when you are in fights or intense situations and you have to know how to use your face at the same time that you are using your hair. So there has been a lot of really amazing scenes where I have to sit down and go, okay, if it was my arm, how would I do it if it was my arm? What would I, what would my face do? And then have the duality between the two because it's sort of another appendage for her. So, um, her hair is not going to be flaccid. It will be moving, and uh, they will be using CGI for her hair. Yeah, but only in the action scenes, though, by the sounds of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the rest of the time, it's just going to be that bullshit wig that we that, see. That terrible fucking wig. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think You guys think Medusa, do you think she's got, uh, you think she's rocking a fur burger down there? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. wow. Yes, a hundred times yes. She's got to be right. Uh, the, the hair it has it like it basically. She wills her own hair. I, I think like if she were try to to try to shave it, wouldn't it like start slapping her hand away? Like fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Not today, Medusa. Like her own natural everlast chastity belt. <laughs> I bet her butt crack is really hairy too. Holy shit. <laughs> I bet she's just unkept. Like just Ain't nothing unkept. more than speed bumps to people like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what happened over break? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I imagine her pubic regions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christ. I bet it looks like she's got, like, Alfred E. Newman down there. <laughs> <laughs> She's got that. She's got that. She's got that mad pussy. <laughs> with, that, with that weird fucking grin, right? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Two googly eyes up there. She's good to go. You better turn the fucking lights off. That shit be stirring at you. You can't finish. But are you guys? Are you guys happy though that we are at least? It's not just going to be the wig 100 percent of the time. That they are going to be using some CGI with this. It's a lot of people have been thinking worried about this. Well, they they have to use CGI because yeah. I mean, what they're going to do? Yeah. They're going to like just wrap her wig 
or different kinds of wigs around people's arms as she's beating them up. They have to do CGI. Well, so. they could they, they could have like had her not use that power at all. So, but then which she would have been weak for the character. Well, yeah, she wouldn't. That's why she's called fucking Medusa. <laughs> so she wouldn't have any powers. Well, I mean, you know, I, I was when they first showed that wig, I was just like, okay, well. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think like the, the transition, the trans, the transition from wig to CGI, they're really going to, I mean, how are they going to pull that off? I mean, it, it's going to be noticeable, right? Right. It's, it's really weird because I'm a really big and human fan. I was, I saw like, you know, that was it entertainment weekly, like the picture they had. And I would, I didn't mind the way everybody looked, but then I just saw her and I was like, oh God, what have they done? You know, because I mean, Medusa's like hair in the comics is it's all like it's huge and like wavy and, you know, looks like it's, you know, almost like she's underwater a lot of the time. So it's constantly moving. Yes, That's like yeah. one of the whole things. But and then I saw that and I was like, it's a really what was it? <laughs> just flaccid hair. Just straight yeah. down. And I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" So I mean, that did annoy me. And after watching the trailers, I've got a little bit more hope because a, like a lot of the performances seem quite good. And I've got to see Lockjaw, which is great. Um, but yeah, I just ugh, man, it's just a wait and see for me. I, I'm I'm op- no, I'm not optimistic at all. I'm, I'm hopeful <laughs> that it's going to be better than what I think it is. But from what I've seen, it's just going to be like completely middle of the road or possibly quite bad. Luther, what are you thinking, man? Um, I think it's going to be pretty bad in itself. I wasn't just, I wasn't really impressed with anybody, any of the cast. Uh, Anson Mount as uh, Black Bolt. He needs the hat. He needs to have the hat with a little tuning fork at the top. Um, otherwise, he's not Black Bolt. Um, I think they're going to do a kind of a hacky hokey job of this, and I'm not really looking forward to this. This is the one that's going to be like the first premiere is going to be in theaters. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, September 9th or something like that. It's going to be released in IMAX theaters before it's ever shown on ABC. Will you guys actually go to that? I'm, Jake is making me so. Holy shit! <laughs> Besides that, I don't think um, it's something that I want to kind of. I'll, I'll watch for the first few episodes, but I don't think it's something that'll. I don't think it'll catch on. Uh, hey, Luther, this is what you're going to hear about the Inhumans next year. Hey, trust me, it gets better. Like Agents <laughs> oh, of Shield. Oh God! <laughs> no, that, that, that's all I'm going to be fucking hearing. It, it gets better. It gets better. Fucking Agents of I was fucking one of those Shield. Th- I was one of those people that said that about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but then I dropped off of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it just never really picked back up after, the, like, during and after the third season. You know, I, yeah, couldn't do it. I don't know. It, it, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I heard about season four and how fucking amazing it is with Ghost Rider and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, I've heard the same thing. I wish I would have stuck on maybe for that stuff, but, I, I mean, it was, like, I was four episodes away from finishing season two, and it had just not done it for me yet. And that's, mm. I mean, I'm, like, 40-some episodes deep at that point, and I'm like, God, I can't do it. I can't do it. I like, can't do it. Honestly, yeah. if there's any chance for that fucking show, it's like... If you check out some of that shit they're talking about, like, now, and then it hooks you. But I don't want to go back and watch fucking two or three seasons of nah, bullshit I, I'm to just, catch up. I think yeah. I'm, I'm just going to start with season four um, and watch the Ghost Rider stuff and see if it if it, if yeah. it hooks me. So, I, fuck yeah. with the hair shit. Like, okay, so, like, we've had video game stuff similar to this in Bayonetta. And everything we should be seeing in this is that the hair should be dynamic. Not some bullshit fucking stationary wig. 
So, like, I kind of want to see what's going to go down with it, but, like, I am so not thrilled with everything I've seen so far at all. Well, I mean, Sorinda, Sorinda Swan just admitted that it, there will be CGI for that wig, that, well, her hair, so. Right, I mean, there have to be. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on. Let's stop talking about her fucking fur burger and all this other bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about Medusa, her her vagina hair. That's crazy. Um, You realize that she has full control over the hair that grows out of her vagina. Oh, my God. Can you imagine going down on that woman and her hair just, like, getting into it? Like, pulling you, you know, oh, man. It would pull you in. It would suck you in. It's kind of hot when you think about it, guys. You know what, though? You (laughs) think that it would have, like, enough self-awareness to just get out of the way when you're trying to eat that shit? Oh, no. That shit would part like the Red Sea, literally. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, like, okay, like, we're going to stand back. And hold our hands up like, you do what you got to do, son. I'd be like, baby, call me Moses. I'm going to hit that. <laughs> I'm going to hit that like Moses hit that. I'm going to hit that like Moses hit that rock with the staff. <laughs> oh, God, is there a lot of witness involved? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to throw my rod down. It's going to turn it into a snake and then slither up in that vagine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Entertainment Weekly, they talked, uh, they, they talked with Chadwick Boseman. He's gonna be our Black Panther in the upcoming Black Panther film. And he had some details to give. Uh, comicbook.com, uh, comicbookmovie.com, they covered the story as well. Um, but, uh, Chadwick Boseman was talking, uh, about, uh, what he, he had some statements on what he had to say about Black Panther's mindset at the start of the movie. He said it's shortly after Civil War has ended, so he's still in mourning. Um, so he's mourning over the death of his father. Uh, there's a guilt in terms of taking the throne. There's a feeling that he wishes that his father would have been alive to see it if he would have given up the throne for being too old. That's the ideal way. His mindset is one of guilt and unsureness because he doesn't have his father there. Generally, there is unrest because there's no leader on the throne. We're dealing with a similar thing right now in this country. Just because a person was elected doesn't mean everybody agrees with the things he's going to do, having to make the the first decisions. What do you do first? What do you choose to do that's going to get everybody on your side? It's a political drama, essentially. So... Mm. I, what, what do you think about those statements? I, I think this is kind of perfect. I mean, I think um, this movie is going to be fucking dope. It is going to be going to be straight up fucking awesome. Yeah, top to bottom. Do you feel like with these statements, though, Luther, Dan, Frank, that it's going to be essential that you've seen Civil War? I mean, no. Okay. No, I think that it'll be so. It, if you have seen Civil War, it'll help with the you know added bonus whatever. But if you haven't, I think it's going to be a self-contained story about how Black this guy T'Challa, Black Panther, comes to rise up as Black and become the Black Panther. Okay. I hope it's not mandatory because I want this movie to be able to stand on its own. I want you to be able to watch it. And get enjoyment out of it without having to watch the fucking nine hours previous or whatever to backfill the the shit that you would need to mm. know to watch it. I want it to be able to be good and can uh, a contained story. Yeah. Within that world. Yeah, I felt like Doctor Strange was that contained story. I, yeah. But I also, but on the flip side, I feel like Sony embraced the MCU and everything that's come before it, and I felt like you had to have seen at least Avengers to get some of the things that were happening in Spider-Man Homecoming. 
Agreed. And, and yeah. that was one thing that kind of bummed me out about that film was unless you have watched all the films that connected to it, like Civil War, like Avengers, then you don't get every reference that they make. It can't stand alone. Mm. Let's talk about Black Panther, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I know. That's no, no. What I don't want to have happen. No, I, I took I mean, it that way. So he he's been in Civil War. Yes, and I I don't think his appearance there has to stand. Like you have to have seen that in order to understand everything that's going on. Black Panther, with the exception of maybe of the assassination of his father. The guys. I yeah, mean, because isn't that the point where he becomes the Black Panther? Right. There's, I mean, it's not only just Civil War. I mean, we're also going back to Age of Ultron, where we got our first appearance of, you know, Claw. You know, Claw, so right. true. Yeah, they're talking about vibranium. So this movie is definitely going to have to establish the death of um, T'Chaka, which I think it will. But it's also going to have to establish again what vibranium means to the universe and what vibranium means to Wakanda. Right. Well, I think just with the top, like you saw the, you, you saw the, the, the trailer where, you know, Wakanda is a next level place. Yes. Wakanda, you know, they've got flying shit. You know, they've got flying cars and, you know, vehicles that transport this and the te- that. The technology, Wakanda- the technology in Wakanda is going to be like better than anything I think we've seen. Uh, maybe exactly, and I feel that's going to be based on vibranium. Yeah, it has to be based upon. Vibranium. I think it'll go head to head with like some of the alien tech that we've seen. Like I think like yeah. Tony Stark yeah. gets a look at Wakanda, and Tony Stark is just like, "Holy fucking shit!" You know. Right. So, um, you know, once you know, once Tony hopefully does visit Wakanda, which I hope we do get to see that. But yeah, there's some next level shit going on in Wakanda. Oh yeah, and I want to see that like. The scene where we see it looks like these guys are creeping up to find the hidden city of Wakanda, which is like basically like myth, you know, to people. Mm-hmm. And Claw is the only one that knows how to get there. He's the only one who's made it there and also escaped from there. I want right. to see like people trying to break into Wakanda and some of this technology popping up out of the fucking jungle and just taking mm. them out, you know. Like, that's the first defense of yeah. Wakanda. Like, you get deeper into the fucking Wakanda, you're going to face off against the Dora Milaje, and they are going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Damn right. The Dora Milaje is some beautiful fucking women, man. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they've got some – I can't believe the cast that they got. They got Denai Guerrera from Walking right. Dead. Um, they've yeah. got uh, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, you know, from 12 Years a Slave. She was also Maz Kanata in Star Wars, yep. The Force Awakens. Uh, I mean, oh, my God. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Chad Bozeman, um, uh, Angela Bassett. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. The, the cast is just unreal in this show, in this movie. I can't fucking wait for this movie. Yeah. Um, I'm right there with you. I thought the trailer, I was more impressed by this trailer than I was with the Thor Ragnarok trailer, which I think the Thor Ragnarok trailer. As was I, yeah. The Thor Ragnarok trailer, like, was really cool in the theater, but, like, just watching it, like, on my iPhone screen, like, the Black Panther yeah. trailer got me so fucking pumped. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I felt the exact same way. I watched it like so many times on my iPhone screen and it was just like this is so fucking awesome. Dude, uh-huh. dude, dude, dude. I like the the song that they played in the trailer. I like I was yep. like 
uh, for days after that, I was just like rocking to that in my car. Uh, yep. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Just like I love the way that this movie looks like nothing that we've seen from the MCU as well. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the, the setting, the costumes, like even the tech as well that the Dora Malars are using. It's like it's all like completely new stuff that we haven't seen. It's going to be fucking that's amazing. That's why I think it's got to be a self-contained story. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff happens within Wakanda, you know? So Yeah, I'm exactly, absolutely man. with you, Lou, because like I wanted to feel different. I want it to be a good story yes, on yes. its own that you don't have to connect it so heavily well, with the it's so, it, I, Ideally, I think in a perfect world, it would be this awesome standalone movie that happens to take place in the MCU that all of a sudden at the end of the movie, you remember, oh shit, Black Panther's part of the Avengers. Oh shit. Right. Yeah, you know. Hey guys, let's let's talk about the director here. Like the director's like no stranger to this story. He's not a stranger to introducing a character that's going to take over the mantle. I mean, we all watched Creed, right? Ryan Coogler fucking killed it in that movie. Uh Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan taking the mantle from Rocky and becoming like our next boxer that we follow. And here we've got, you know, T'Challa taking over from T'Chaka. And then, of course, like Ryan Coogler being reunited with Michael B. Jordan. Like, I, I can't wait for, I love this director and I love, uh, I love Michael B. Jordan. I was, I've been a big fan of his since fucking Friday Night Lights. I, I saw something yeah. special. Yeah. There's something special in that kid in Friday Night Lights and watching him like grow into his own with Chronicle and, and, uh, Fruitvale Station and, and, uh, then <laughs> Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's so How can you fuck that up, Josh Trank? How can you fuck up Michael B. Jordan as the human torch? <laughs> so, how can you fuck that up, dude? You're no, you like it's like you are handed like a great cast, Kate Mara, fucking uh, Miles Teller from Whiplash. <laughs> You know, fucking Miles Teller from Whiplash, The Spectacular Now, great films. Fucking Michael B. Jordan, who's fantastic. And then who played Thing? Oh, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> Jamie Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell. I love that guy, man. Jamie Bell from Tintin, right? The Adventures of Tintin, and from The Adventures of Tintin, and isn't he a fucking in the uh, in Turn? You ever watch that show on AMC? No, no, no. Turncoat or what? It's like Turn, but it's based on Turncoat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't He's seen that. that. Okay, right on. Right on. But, uh, yeah, uh, let's see here. Chadwick Boseman talked about Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan, and Claw's roles in the movie. He says, I can't really say Claw is the real villain. I, I, I can say that I identify with Killmonger's character. That's an interesting statement. He says Claw is the real villain. But, like, is he going to be the prominent villain in this movie? It doesn't feel like it. It, so. it feels like the prominent villain is going to be Killmonger in this film. But anyway, he says, I can say that I identify with the Killmonger's char- with Killmonger's character. It's going to be a fun character. He definitely has a different point of view. They are polar opposites. A superhero movie is only as great as its villains. I think they both provide a piece of that. You have Wakanda, which is an isolationist society. Claw has entered that space and knows more about it than anybody else. Because of that, he is a threat. Not to mention that he's accessed this gift that could also be a curse to the rest of the world. 
So do you kind of see him using him kind of like uh, Hannibal Lecter a little bit in Silence of the Lambs? Like he's there a little bit, talking yeah. to them, and then at the yeah. end, like then he breaks loose. I, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying, Frank. I do. I mean, I, you know, he's he's the guy that's going to lead them into Wakanda and show them where it's at, and then like mayhem and chaos will break loose, will we'll break out, and then he'll get loose, and then he'll be. Yeah. Then I'm thinking like he'll be this the the main villain for Black Panther in you know Black Panther two or something. Yeah, so, moving forward. Right. Exactly. But I think this is I think this is going to be a very personal movie about the about who's going to be the next leader of Wakanda, you know, um, yeah. Killmonger is probably going to challenge T'Challa to maybe a battle to show the people, you know, like who's worthy of being the leader of Wakanda and maybe he'll defeat him. Maybe he's been taking part of that heart shaped herb as well. So It'll be interesting to see those two kind of duke it out because we did see the pictures released from Entertainment Weekly, and it looks like they're both fighting each other with staffs. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a really cool scene. But uh, he finally talked about how vibranium will be used in the movie and Claw's mission. He said, quote, a lot of times when we talk about vibranium, we talk about it as if it's like nuclear. It's not nuclear. It's not a nuclear weapon, but with the flex uh, with flexibly and versatility of it, it can do a lot of things. The fact that it, he has accessed that and has the mind to use it for evil is the key thing. Most people don't know what it is and what can be done with it. He is the Osama bin Laden of the movie. He's out there and you have to go find him because he's coming back at some point in time. So basically Claw, his mission is to access the vibranium. And it looks like Martin Freeman's character, excuse me, Martin Freeberg, I apologize. Uh, (laughs) But Martin Freeman's character is definitely down to get his hands on some of this vibranium as well. That's the only reason that he's letting Claw lead him to Wakanda, it feels like. so. Yeah, well, maybe we're going to get, like, Killmonger is going to be more the kind of the local threat as like a usurper and then um then claw will be you know the kind of like like um like Chadwick Boseman is saying it's going to be claw will be like the the ultimate villain who is looking to rob the vibranium and then he's going to use that to his own ends to maybe like well whatever the hell he's going to do with it take over the world or whatever a villain does so yeah 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 Ah, looking for, I, I cannot wait for February of 2018 to finally, I, we're gonna get this movie in fucking February, that's amazing! I know! Yep. yep. Fucking yep. February! We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna watch Thor Ragnarok, guys, in November, and then literally, like, three months later, we're gonna be able to sit down and watch Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. In fucking February, guys! Not even, it's not even a summer release, it's not even fucking like, April, you know, like this is February. This is amazing. I cannot wait. So excited. Uh, there were some huge spoilers given for Thor Ragnarok from Funko Pop Toys, guys. This is a spoiler warning. I am going to play it now. This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dick hole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. All right, so it looks like, and we, I kind of, 
I, I don't know if I called it, but I did speculate and I, you know, I did believe that, uh, it looked like in Thor the Dark World that they were leading up to Thor battling Surtur. And it is gonna happen. The, the Funko Pop of Surtur has been revealed and, um, Surtur will be a villain in the film. And there's a toy of Surtur at full power with the suit and the helmet in flames. And then there's a Thor pop, another figure of Thor pop holding the, basically like the helmet of Surtur, um, the head of the character. So it looks like, <laughs> Oh shit. Sometime I'm guessing in the beginning of the movie, cause like in the beginning of the movie, we do see, uh, the trailer, excuse me. We do see Thor wrapped in chains and it looks like he is like in hell, you know? And, um, so I'm guessing like that's going to be his battle with Surtur, and it looks like he cuts his fucking head off. So that, holy shit, yeah. Oh, fuck. So uh, and, fucking toys spoiling the shit out of everything. And it's also it's got to be at the beginning of the film. Another reason why I think it's at the beginning of the film because if you look at the Funko Pop character that's holding the head of Surtur, that Thor has long hair, the Funko Pop toy, and yeah. Then we see later on during the time he's fighting the Hulk in the arena, his hair is cut short. That's good. So yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Funko Pop fucking up the world as always. No fucking Funko Pop. <laughs> Fuck those baby toys. Yeah, Jesus, fucking Junko, stop. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't get the obsession. I know people love these things, but they they all look. They just man, they look, look, little beady eyed. Fucking elephantitis fucking heads with different characters. It's just, it's the same bullshit. I don't understand. It's fucking plastic. It's, it's just stupid shit. Jesus Christ. Fucking save all your fucking money that you're spending on Funko Pops and I don't know. Fucking, uh, buy a hot toy here. Buy a hot toys. Buy, buy a hot toys. Like take yeah. off. Yeah. These fucking, the fucking, uh, it's fucking millennial beanie babies. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, instead of having 40 fucking Funko Pops, maybe have like two or three of these Hot Toys things. Exactly. These fucking, these fucking Funko Pops. I, uh, I, I got like, I, I got that Marvel subscription box, so I've probably got like five or six that came in those boxes. You know what they're doing mm-hmm. right now? You know what those fucking things are doing right now? They're sitting in those goddamn boxes! <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking stupid! No, it's like, if you collect them and you have a lot of fun with them, that's fine. I don't know, I feel fucking weird, like, walking into a room and having, like, a bunch of them staring at me and shit, you know? I don't <laughs> know. always follow you around the room. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe that would kind of turn me on, you know? Like, uh, taking the lady back in there and, like, fucking them with all these eyes watching you and shit. Like, <laughs> you know? Voyeur party. Yeah, exactly. Voyeur party. Um, all right, here's one of those articles that I didn't get to write about, but I'm just basically going to be reading it right off the website. Um, it looks like the, uh, let's see here. It's an it's an article titled from Screen Rant titled it's, uh, "This is How the Guardians of the Galaxy Meet the Avengers." So, uh, I guess this happened at D twenty three. Marvel Studios showed D twenty three attendees the first official teaser trailer for Avengers: The Infinity War today, and uh, I'm actually going to read a description about that here a little bit later from Screen Rant. But uh, they said while the footage has yet to be released publicly, details from the footage have already surfaced online. In addition to featuring several noteworthy moments, including a shot of Tom Holland's Spider-Man wearing his Iron Spidey suit. 
Holy shit. Nice. Holy oh, fucking nice. shit, guys. I'm reading this for the first fucking time. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. He's wearing the Iron Spidey suit. Fucking Iron Man Spidey suit looked like ass. No, it did not. No, it did not. Beautiful piece what? of fucking machinery, Frank. It was way fucking busy. Blasphemy, Frank. That looks no like a The only way that could have been him? better if it was fucking red and gold like it was in the comics. It was, but you take it away. You, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I liked it because Sony. I liked it because, like, this is being done by Sony, and Sony wants to keep it Spider-Man colors, right? Yep. I mean, if we, if I want to get the red and gold, I'll fucking watch an Iron Man movie. Sony wants to keep it Spider-Man, make it look a little bit different. I had no problem with the look of the Sp- Iron Spider suit. Frank, you're shitting on the Iron Spider suit? Dude, I That's thought that what... was stupid as hell. Are you crazy? We're talking about the suit that he did not get in, that Tony unveiled to him when he said no. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was ass. I thought it sucked. Good lord. Frank. Oh, Frank, go piss in a bucket, you son of a bitch. It did not look like Spider-Man. It was bullshit. <laughs> 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 That's what I thought Shit. about it. I thought that I thought it looked I thought it looked uh I thought it looked pretty cool. I was actually excited yeah. because I was thinking to myself, like, what if like all the Avengers like Thanos uses like the reality fucking stone and like a lot of the Avengers get taken out of the battle and he, you know, as a last resort, Spider-Man fucking goes puts into that. Puts on the armor. Yeah, puts, puts on the you know iron I mean? spider suit. And I was just like, man, that's a cool moment. That would be a cool moment. And we got Frank saying it looks like shit. It does I look like shit. shit. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think I did. No way. Dan. I didn't think I'd say this this evening, but fuck that, Frank. Come on. Fuck Sorry, that. bro. I don't like it. There was a lot of other problems I had with Spider-Man Homecoming, but that suit was not one of them. Dan, you're being a little quiet. I think you're siding with Frank here. Talk to me. Uh, no, I just thought that it was uh, it was like an amalgamation of the like the Iron Spider suit and the, the Billy Braddock Spider-Man Um do you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's like an it's like the British Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, I think that's mainly because of the colours. Like you were saying, they kept like the blue and the red as opposed to going for the red and the gold. Yeah. So yeah. that, but I mean, I like that because I was like, oh, that's not the Billy Braddock. <laughs> so I thought that was quite cool. But I was glad that they didn't use it in in um, Homecoming. Yeah. But if we're gonna see it in Infinity War, then man, that that thing's gonna be super fucking powerful. Whatever. Whatever the hell Tony Stark has put in there is going to be fucking killer. Well, we're getting a shot. And, and Frank, yeah. Frank, you can kind of bow out of this conversation, asshole. Now I'm listening. But no. <laughs> we're going to get a shot in this trailer of Tom Holland wearing that Iron Spider-Man suit, which a lot of people just like shrugged off like, mm, that's just an Easter egg. They're not going to do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. No, he's going to be wearing this fucking shit in Infinity, Infinity Wars, guys. And that, uh, that has me excited. Um, how does uh, – th- let's get into this a little bit more about how the Guardians meet the Avengers. It goes on – this article goes on to say um, the trailer also finally revealed how the Guardians and Avengers will meet in the film. It isn't nearly as complicated as some fans may think either, with the trailer opening as the Guardians flying through space together like nothing is out of the ordinary until none other than Thor – Comes crashing. <laughs> oh my god! Who started laughing there? So that wasn't me. That was me. That was me. <coughs> oh my! God. 
<laughs> you sounded like Nelson from The Simpsons. And <laughs> anyway, um, the trailer opening as the guardian. The trailer opens with this. The trailer opening as the guardians flying through space together, like nothing is out of the ordinary. Ordinary until none other than Thor comes crashing into their windshield. So Thor, oh, your windshield. There you go. I, I don't know if they're flying the Milano because didn't the Milano blow up in the last movie? Does it? Yeah, it always did. Did it yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's. I'm going to move on to the next article. I want to read this next article, and it goes over the Infinity War D23 trailer description from Screen yes. Rant. I want to read Oof. this. This was uh, Screen Rant was on hand for the live action panel at D23 and was able to witness the first trailer for Infinity War, introduced by Joe Russo uh, of the Russo Brothers and followed by a brief recap of the MCU to this point. The trailer played out as follows. Here it is. The trailer begins with a passed out and wounded Thor floating in space. Guardians of the Galaxy hit him as they are flying through space in the Milano. So the Milano's back. There you go. Oh. Wait. <laughs> All right, then. Well, they've had plenty of time. This is like a set uh, in current time. So, um, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was years ago because this happened like months right. after Guardians of the Galaxy, apparently. So he stuck to the windshield and Rocket proposes using the windshield wipers to wake him up. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, I can't wait to see this. Oh, my God. Um, Thor is brought back into the Milano, wakes up and says, who the hell are you guys? There's a cut to Loki holding the Tesseract. How did, how did Loki get the Tesseract back? That's a good question. Did he, did, he, did he have it at the end of uh, Thor the Dark World? No, he was just holding the, holding the throne. Okay, yeah, the he's last holding time the... he had it was the Avengers. Well, we haven't seen Thor Ragnarok either in the events that happened in that film. Yeah, good yeah, point. Yeah, good point. Right. All right, so he may get the Tesseract back in Ragnarok. So we get a shot of Spider-Man on a bus, arm hair stands up, Confirming Spidey sense, which guys, hold on real quick. I want to read a quote. I actually read this from Reddit. There was a Reddit poster today and the Reddit poster, um, he actually wrote down that Spidey sense was confirmed in civil war. Let me read this quote from civil war. Um, it is, here we go. Here we go. Uh, the poster is Mighty Peter 3, and he posted this to the subreddit for Marvel Studios. Spider-Man literally says he has Spidey sense in Civil War. Here's what he put, and here's a quote from the film. Here, here's uh, Peter Parker, Tom Holland. It's just that when whatever happened happened, it's like my senses have been dialed to 11. There's way too much input, so they just kind of helped me focus um. Yeah, that's not spider sense at all. That right. that isn't it's just he, his spider powers just overcompensating. He's taught like so that this quote here wasn't that quote though about like that was about the goggles. The goggles, yeah, because his senses were ramped up to eleven and everything gets confusing. Right. So that's not spider sense. It's not that spider sense. Completely wrong. Yep. Yeah. So fuck that quote. 
Yep. <laughs> I just like that. Yeah, I just took a screenshot of that because I was just like, oh, okay, somebody, somebody's got proof here. I'll read it later on the podcast, and that guy's a fucking moron. So I, feel, I, 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 feel, I, I feel, I feel stupid for entertaining that asshole now. Um, no. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, Spider-Man's uh, on a bus. His arm hair stands up, confirming he has Spidey sense. Iron Man working with the Guardians. Holy Ooh. shit. I can't wait to see that suit of armor. I can't wait to see that suit of armor. <laughs> oh, oh, the, the Iron Man one? Yes. Oh, oh it's going to be. How is it going to be? Absolutely. Um, have you guys seen the still shots of the armor that they have in production? No. no. Negative. I will post those up on the Facebook group as soon as we're done this. Nice. Yeah. Ah. If, you're, if you're not a member of the Leftover Army page um, and yeah. you're cool, then join. And you can, <laughs> I, I just don't want any assholes joining. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I take uh, care of that. Frank, yeah. Oh, Frank, you take care of everybody. Like, God damn it! You just any any little thing pisses you off, and you 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 just ban people left and right. <laughs> no. Yeah, you do. You get a, no. Not even fucking close. No, you you're like the fucking TSA. You're you're some you're like you're like you're a <laughs> no. You're like a fucking hall monitor. You get any little bit of power, and you go fucking crazy. No way. Yeah, no you way. do. You're like the fucking. No, dude. You're like the fucking DMV. You, you suck. No bullshit. Like the last person. No, stop it. Don't get into it. Don't entertain it. Stop it. Shut up. Moving on. No, 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 no. I'm gonna talk about Thanos. Shut the fuck up, Frank. You may have all the. You may have all the power. You may have all the power in the Leftover Army Group, but I have all the power on this podcast. I'm Thanos with the fucking Infinity Gauntlet, and I'm using the Reality Gem to slap you back into it. So shut the fuck up. All right. Anyway, no, Frank, I'm fucking with you. I love you, buddy. I know. Um, yeah. Jesus. See, that's the thing. People think, oh, Brian's too mean to Frank. You know what? If anybody, if any one of you fucked with Frank, I'm going to fuck with you back like ten times harder. I love this guy. Frank's amazing. Anyway, Thanos. <laughs> Thanos arrives to battle the Avengers. We're actually going to see that in the trailer, guys. That's insane. That's so cool. Thanos. Oh, my God. He's going to wreck shop. If everyone doesn't know this, we're all just hearing this for the first time now. So we are reacting to this right fucking now because I don't know any of this. Nah, dude, I don't, this is the first time I'm fucking reading this shit. Exactly. It's so cool. Uh, Spider-Man shown wearing the new Iron Spider suit from the end of Spider-Man Homecoming. Cut to Peter. I heard that Spider-Man is not going to have a big role in this movie, and they're sure as fuck telling me that he is. It feels like it from this. They go cut to sounds like it. Cut to Peter with mask off, saying, "I'm sorry," to Stark. Thanos battling. (gasps) Holy fucking shit! Thanos battling Doctor Strange, Star Lord, and Iron Man. Oh, oh, shit. That's going to be sick as fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want you guys to have your hands ready to put on your dicks right now because, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shows Captain America in new nomad suit beard. with beard. a beard. No. Yes. Whoa. Shut the fuck up. I, like, talked about this years ago on the podcast of, like, Fucking Captain America is nomad. Will we ever get that story? And it might happen. What the fuck? Wow. Um, Black oh, Widow is now Black sense. Widow is now blonde. Yep. Oh my oh, god. I heard about that. I heard about that this That kind of freaked me out. Yeah. Color in a box, yo. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, does the carpet match the fucking curtains? 
Are we talking about a Medusa situation? Tile and grout down there, dude. There ain't no carpet to speak of. Tile and grout. You saying she's not rocking a Medusa? Uh, <laughs> not even close. Not even close. Oh my god! Flip and slide. Oh man! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanos pulls pieces of the moon to Earth to toss at Avengers, and then they get the Shh. then we get the logo. Shut the fuck up! What? God! Shut the <laughs> fuck up! So, oh my! So what? We gotta wait till Thor Ragnarok to see this. That's what they're saying, man. We're gonna fucking fuck. I gotta wait till November to see this shit. I hope you see that's the fucked up thing is like they literally like like I hope somebody was able to slip a camera phone in there, man. I gotta see this now. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. But then, but that being said, do you want to see those grainy ass fucking half ass pictures? Of yes. 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 I do. Hey, dude, I remember fucking back in 2007 watching the um, Iron Man, Iron Man yeah. fucking yeah. Gr- the fucking grainy footage that I fucking saw back then, and I got a, I oh, popped yeah. the fucking chubby no. back then, Luther. That's dope <laughs> shit. Well, then you're a hardcore gorilla fan. Thanos battling mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, Star Lord, and Iron Man. Oh my God! I just came in my pants. <laughs> Why you got to pregame and put that this, fucking rubber on while you still soft? This sounds, the guys. This sounds fucking amazing. Why the fuck? Fuck you, Fox, for not letting the MCU use the Fantastic Four. That's all I'm saying. Right. Wouldn't they fit perfect into this story? Yes, 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 yes. Fucking, uh, the, the, the only way they could make that sentence better is Thanos battling Doctor Strange, Star Lord, Iron Man, and Reed Richards. Yeah. Shit. So do you think, do you think that with what they've done with Sony and, and, uh, MCU? Yeah. Do you think it's going to increase the chances that Fox might be willing to make a deal similar? I, I think with Fox and Marvel working together on shows like Legion and Gifted, it's not hurting that. But when I hear rumors, you know, bleeding cool, which I don't put a lot of stock into their rumors about them doing this uh, Franklin and Valerian thing and, you know, Human Torch movie that's targeted around uh, a kid's audience, a a child audience. I don't put too much stock into that. I I do think that if that rumor did come out, I think it is to kind of get Marvel worried, you know, not worried, but to make them think that they are going to be doing something with the Fantastic Four to maybe like drive up the, the interest, you know, I don't, I don't know. I would, but like, why the fuck wouldn't they? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know. yeah, you're right. I mean, it makes sense. A bunch of shit. Like, what do they have to lose by giving me by coming up with a relationship like Sony did with yeah. uh, with Marvel? Yeah. Why? Right. What, what do you have to lose? You guys you know still I mean? you Sony's get, winning in this. Yeah. You know what I mean, what? you still get to make your movie. You still get to make all the money off your movie. But everybody wins. Everybody wins in this deal. Right. Exactly. I mean, you can't look at everything that Marvel Studios has done and be like, oh, yeah, we don't want any part of that. Everybody's trying to fucking mimic it anyway. Go yeah. ahead and just mm. fucking get on board. Yeah, I would love <laughs> well, to see it. Well, especially since they're like Marvel's first fucking family, right? Like, Right. You know. 
Hey, yeah. Come on. Let, let Stan Lee, before he leaves us, let him finally see the doctor. Exactly. Doc- let him see the Doctor Doom he's always wanted to see. Let him see, you know, and, uh, like that, that, that doesn't, it doesn't have to stop there with the Fantastic Four. We've also got, like, if, if, if they work out a deal with the Fantastic Four and the Fantastic Four characters, we could also see, like, you know, Silver Surfer showing up. Uh, Galactus. How dope would that be? Yes. Right. Yes. So, um, Guys, uh, this uh, Infinity War teaser trailer description from D23, um, I Tupperware. I'm going to rate it. I'm going to give it a Tupperware. Just the fucking trailer description that I read. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm going to fucking give it a Tupperware. This sounds amazing, guys. It does sound amazing. Well, you can't believe it. Oh yeah. my god! Look, literally, almost every single sentence that you said there, all of us were just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's also remember that when they did this with Age of Ultron, everybody said the same thing: like, "Oh shit, this movie's gonna be dope and dark as fuck as shit." Yeah. But how did Age of Ultron turn out for everybody? You're right. Yeah, that's true. Well, and and really though, like the trailers for that were very misleading. Like they had that fucked up like Pinocchio theme playing oh, yeah. with a minor yeah. major key. Yeah. That was fucked up. No, like they no, were no, no. making you down a road thinking that it was going to be dark, and the the thing they led most with was like seventy percent jokes. Like uh, when, but, but going back to Age of Ultron trailers, like it, it 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 they showed us pretty much everything that happened in the Hulkbuster fight. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that movie yeah, but, fucking ruined me on watching any fucking trailers at all within a month of a film's release. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, with, with this description, it just it just highlights like the stuff that we want. So we've got like the humor with Rocket and the the windscreen wipers, and we've got like reveals of things <laughs> that we didn't know were coming, like the Spidey suit. Yeah. And the, like, hold no, on, no hold man. on, hold on, Dan. This is what yeah, we're gonna. Hey, hey, hold on, Dan. This and is Tim. what this is what we're gonna hear, man. As soon as they actually show this fucking trailer, this is what we're gonna hear. They showed us the whole fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I saw that. No, I, I wish they would have saved something for the movie. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm right, in, I'm right in that camp as well. So. I wish I would have been able to see the Iron Spider suit in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with the description, as long as like they're not like spoiling plot points in it, then I'm okay with those little reveals because it does get people excited. But as long as they don't, as long as we can't figure out the fucking the whole damn film like we could with Spider Man, yeah, and they keep it a bit tighter and you know don't show us exactly what's going to fucking happen with the plot, then it, seeing those things is going to be amazing. <laughs> What I see with these trailers as a trend lately is when you see something that looks like it's a good segment of a whole fucking scene where you're getting, like, plot elements of shit other than just, like, bits and pieces that you can't put together just by seeing. Like, that's when it sucks. The Star Wars trailers are fucking phenomenal because even when you watch shit from years ago, like, I saw recently the, the theatrical trailer for Empire. The stuff that you see, yeah, it's spoilery if you've seen the film and you know it. Mm, come on, t- hey, talk about talk about a fucking modern trailer, Frank. Come on, come on, well, talk I about mean, no, talk about you're talking about you're talking about trailers from thirty fucking years ago. Right, but the Force <laughs> is the same thing. Like when you see action montages, you can't figure out. What the fuck is going on? When no, you watch that. I want you to talk about modern trailers. These TV spots, these TV spots for the Force Awakens got fucking ridiculous. Really? Yes! Yes, really! 
I want no, no. I want you to go. We're gonna take a break here soon. <laughs> We're gonna take a break here soon. I want you to go to fucking YouTube, and I want you to go to YouTube, and I want you to fucking check out the uh, TV spots. How many TV spots there were for the Force Awakens, and maybe you'll fucking wake up. Okay, there was a lot. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be a dick, but there were a lot of TV spots. I felt like the first three trailers for Star Wars The Force Awakens were absolutely fantastic. But, like, the closer we get to, like, the release of The Force Awakens, the more TV spots we got. Like, okay, here's our spotlight on Finn. Here's our spotlight on Rey. You know, here's – I mean, there was a ton of trailers – of 30 second TV spots that showed us a lot of different shit for the force awakens leading up to that movie. Um, so that's, I, I, I mean, like I avoided all the TV spots for homecoming. I avoided, you know, the third trailer for homecoming, but that's been a lot of problem with like the modern movies is they like, by the time we get the second trailer, we've seen a lot of the movie, by the time we get the third trailer, holy shit, we've seen like basically all of it. And then the TV spots just give us like more of the jokes and more of the fun. By the time you get to the movie theater, you've heard half of the shit. So, right. I, I mean, so it, it's, it, it's one of those things where like, I honestly feel like I'm worried about the next Black Panther trailer because I thought the first one was just so goddamn perfect. Yeah. Same thing with Thor. Same thing with Thor Ragnarok. Like that, that, yeah. that, that first trailer is fantastic. I'm worried about the second trailer giving us more, giving us more of mm-hmm. what we love from the first trailer, which I don't think we need to see. I don't want to see any more of the Thor Hulk battle. Are we going to get that? Yes, I think we are. I think we're mm-hmm. going to, just like we got more of the Hulkbuster fight. You yeah. Know, I think we're going to get more of the Hulk battle. Fuck off with that Hulk battle. We all fucking know Thor is going to fight Hulk in an arena. That's all I right. need to know. I don't need to see any more of that fucking fight. I feel like we're going to see more of that fight in the second trailer. And Yeah, I can't help but think you're right. Yeah. And yeah. uh, you know, I was the same. I was the same way with Black Panther as well. Like that first trailer that we got, I was. I said it to Johnny and Kirby. I, yeah. I was just like, "Stop! I'm fucking sold." I was sold anyway. Yeah. But like just seeing it for the first time, I was like, F- "Enough! We've right. seen enough. Just fucking let it. Let us watch the movie now." What, hey, what can they do right. in the second Black Panther trailer to to make me more excited? Well, you, you know, you know what can do. You can give. You can show me stuff you haven't shown me. You can focus a little bit on Forrest Whitaker's character. Okay. The guy, the guy who's going to kind of be like the mentor that helps like, you know, groom T'Challa to be the new Black Panther, new leader of Wakanda. You can also like highlight like the Dora Milaje, which they didn't highlight a lot of in the trailer. Highlight Mm -hmm. some of these. I don't, you know, I I don't need you uh, to, to spoil the whole fucking movie for me. And in the second Thor Ragnarok trailer, give me, you know, give me a little bit more of like, uh, Hela. In the in in the second trailer, give me a little bit more of like, hey, what's Loki doing? Um, but you know, Funko Pops have already spoiled Surtur. Fucking throw his ass in there. Might as well. That fucking <laughs> bullshit. But unfortunately, it's almost like, like formulaic. Like like the first one you get has like the serious bits. Yeah. The second one's gonna be all the funny shit. No, the first one for Thor Ragnarok. The first one was full of yeah. Was was full of jokes, man. I was thinking back Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther, Black Panther, yeah. I really genuinely can't see there being a lot of joking situations in Black Panther. Like, nah. just based on what we've seen. It doesn't like, seem do like will he's going to... Yeah, I can't see Chadwick Boseman beating the shit out of Mbaka the fucking man-ape and saying, I just beat a white ape. I just beat a white ape. You know what I mean? I can't see him saying that. You know? 
No, 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 no. He's going to beat the shit out of fucking uh, uh, Man Ape, and he's going to go, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out, man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Guys, but I mean, I, that's the thing. they're going to yeah. want to hit on all those fucking things because you're going to get the serious story bits. And then you're also going to have the bits from the people who are like, oh, those Marvel movies are so funny. I got to see some of that. They're going to drop some shit in the next trailer with that stuff. It's going to have to be somewhat bubblegum. But like for the most part, the story of Black Panther and how he comes up or how he's coming up in this iteration, like it's not a bubblegum story. There's not a lot of moments where he can, you know, his dad just got blown up out of a building. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hey, hey. I'm absolutely with you. Like, honestly, yeah. if I could like have like a fucking dream movie. Give me a completely serious fucking Black Panther movie, even with like there's a little bit of jokes or any at all. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact that like as like a one off, the Guardians of the Galaxy stands on its own, where it doesn't. It has no connection with the rest of the MCU for the most yeah. part, not like other films. And it's fucking funny as fuck. But give me the other side of that. Give me a serious Black Panther film without all the yucks and jokes. And I would be absolutely cool with that. I want each of these movies to have its own feel. I think that's what you're going to get with Black Panther. It's going to be I hope so. it'll be a Marvel movie, and there will have its hokey points. I, but I really sincerely feel that it'll be kept to a bare minimum just to tell this coarse story of Black Panther. Right, right. Yeah, I you know, and I, I hope Ryan Coogler. You know, Ryan Coogler. I mean, in Creed, we got funny moments with you know Stallone. You know. He always, you know, when he's Rocky, he's he's got those sweet, funny moments. You see that, and I'm, I'm sure we're mm-hmm. gonna have funny moments in Black Panther. But on the flip side, yeah, I I, I want it to be a little bit different. I want I want this to be an emotional ride uh, with this character, yeah. you know. And so I'm really hoping that Ryan Coogler kind of like did that. I don't want this to be another Ant Man, you know. That that's the last yeah. thing I want. I want I, where you get lost up in the villain, you get lost up in the plot, yeah. everything kind of fucking melts together like a cookie and Dude, shit. Dude, and it's got to be redemption for Michael B. Jordan, his second time doing a fucking uh, comic book movie, you know? I got a feeling Killmonger's going to be one of the greatest characters in that story, because, you know what I mean? Yeah. Michael B. Jo- like, it kind of has to be. Yeah. For Michael B. Jordan to come back to, a, to you know, the Marvel Universe as per se. Dude, no. Um, Fucking Ryan Coogler, as soon as he was fucking, like, signed on as director, he just fucking called Michael and said, hey, what, come on. Let's do this. Let's, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. You know? Yeah. I, I don't think it looked – I don't think it took a, a twist of his arm to work with Ryan Coogler again because they're, they're working on another movie after this together. I Are mean, they really? Yeah. I mean, that, that relationship's not done. This is like Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Like, this is like a bromance. Oh, they, it, these guys love it. They love to work together, and I, I think it, like, I, if, honestly, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, they're great together. Yeah. They really are. Um, I mean, they, they did Fruitville Station together, right? Uh-huh. Was that Coogler? Yeah, the, yeah, that was, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, like, this is like, like, this is like the third outing together. I, but, I mean, I, I I just want it to be redemption for that fucking Fra- that, that Trank movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because that needs a lot of redemption. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you yeah. think this might be a similar kind of tone to Civil War? So it's going to have like quite a few laughs in it, but like, but a very like serious kind of tone. 
Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like serious I, yeah, tone. Yeah. A lot of stuff at stake. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. That's what I think. That's, that's what I, I that's really hope it's going to be. Out, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, I think like, oh. I, I think there'll be some humor, hopefully, with him like, Talking with the Dora Milaje and talking with Lupita Nyongo. I want to see, I, I do, I think Lupita Nyongo, for as like dramatic as she was in 12 Years a Slave, I think that there's some really good comedy that she pulled off as the character of Maz Kanata. And I think that she can do that here with Chadwick Boseman. Those two are going to be in a relationship, and I think that they could really play off of each other really well with the comedy there. Now, when he's talking with Killmonger, I want that to be as serious as when Tony was talking to fucking, yes. uh, you know, yes. Steve Rogers in Civil War. I think that's that's where the that's where the similar the similarities lie right there. So, mm. yeah, guys, let's take a break and come back and talk DC news, and then finish up with some Star Star Wars news. Sweet. Cool. God damn it. God damn it. That fucking, the trailer description. Jesus Christ. Right? It's fucking nuts, man. How does, how is Thor knocked out and floating in space? Did fucking Hulk fucking, what the fuck? There's a a scene in there too where Hulk's, or uh, Thanos is holding somebody's head and he's ready to crush it like a grape. Is that fucking Thor? No, it's, uh, it's. Is it is it Thor? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was going to be Cap based on the Infinity Gauntlet story. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's that yeah. scene where Cap fucking squares yeah. up with Thanos and he's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Fucking, Cap gets fucked know? up. Yeah. Cap gets fucked up in yeah. that story, man. Yeah. Oh, my you know? God. Dude, this trailer description is fucking amazing. Um, yeah. I would oh. honestly give my left nut right now to watch that fucking trailer. <laughs> no oh. shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, as fucked up as it is, my daughter is, like, big time into Guardians of the Galaxy right now. Like, today she had me watch the first one again with her. Yeah. And I was just thinking about that today when I was watching this. I'm like, how in the fuck is this all going to fucking fit together? These assholes. <laughs> Trying to fucking look at like Tony Stark and Steve Rogers to be like, oh, okay, yeah, you guys are for real. Oh yeah, man, sure. oh my god, <laughs> fucking, I cannot wait for Iron Man <laughs> to talk to a fucking raccoon. I can't wait! I can't <laughs> wait for that shit. That's just gonna be off, off the fucking meter. I can't wait for that shit. Oh. <laughs> Alright guys. Yes, I gotta take a piss. Alright, let's take a break. Joint. We'll, we'll be right back. Alright guys, we are back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I love about oh, this episode? Yeah. What who hey Matt yeah, do a slim gym. Fuck off, Macho Man. <laughs> I was doing the Kool-Aid man. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you know what I love about this episode? It's like, you know, I miss I miss Jake. I love having Jake on the episodes, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. when we you know, we haven't had Luther on. In, like, so long, it's great to have you back, man. So good to have you it's back. It's been a minute, man. It's great to be I here. I don't think i ever been on with Luther. It's awesome. No, Frank and I have never been on together. Dan West and I have never been on together. This is a first oh. time for everything. I right? know. I know. This is like Power Man 5000, Worlds Colliding shit, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the international episode. It's the international. How dope can it be? Yeah, we got <laughs> fucking, uh, we fucking gained our independence from Dan and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and we celebrated that shit earlier this month, and then we fucking got America's hat, fucking uh, Luther Shaver. <laughs> Woo! 
Whoa. Oh, fucking. Whoa. Now you're rocking some root, uh, some Ric Flair. We went from Macho Man to Ric Flair. I'm a fucking neighbor standing out on his porch looking at me with his hands up in the air, and I'm giving the double middle finger. Oh, Fuck stop, you, Frank. Stop it. Stop it. Don't, don't, don't. I don't need I don't need any of the fucking people in, live Frank. around me anyway. I don't need. Bring yourself in, Frank. Frank, I don't need you to start a turf war in fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for pop culture leftovers. Yeah, knock it off. Why his hands up in the air? Why is it, Brian, why is it, I don't need the help of this podcast to fucking make enemies around my neighbors. Some dude parked in front of my house the other day, and I left him a note underneath his windshield saying, what's wrong with your own fucking driveway, asshole? <laughs> I don't like people, especially <laughs> you. Are you talking about me, Frank? Jesus. No, wow, I that pointed got, at the asshole that got, staring at me across the street. Frank. I say that got personal real quick. Damn. <laughs> Damn. No, no, no. Brian, Brian, you remember, this is the guy who moved into the house where I pissed under his basement, so that's still mine, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, guys. Let's talk about some DC news. I'm going to play the bumper here. Let's see here. DC news. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. All right, you fucking pieces of shit. Uh, looks like uh, <laughs> Aubrey Plaza took part in a Reddit AMA, which stands for Ask Me Anything, and said she wants to be, listen to this, guys, Catwoman in the DCEU. Oh, wow. She said this in the, she said this in the past, guys. After watching her performance in Legion, I say that this is perfect casting. I, I, oh my god, I can't, I can't stop thinking about fucking Aubrey Plaza, uh, Aubrey Plaza as Catwoman. This is perfect. She's definitely got that next level, like, edgy creepiness going on. Uh, If anybody can step in. Step into it after Michelle Pfeiffer. It's Aubrey Plaza, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Luther. What, absolutely. What what are you going to say, Luther? She got that next level body. I mean, she could definitely pull it off. I mean, in terms of physique. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. She's got that neck. I, I, I just keep. <laughs> hey, Luther, why are you not writing articles for popcultureleftovers.com? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question, Ryan. You know, yeah. yeah it's like uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza says she wants to be Catwoman in the, D- in the DCEU, written by L- Luther Shaver. Uh, she's got that next-level Catwoman body. <laughs> she does. But the thing that I get in my head is all the weird, twisted plot lines that she played in um... – what was the movie? What was it? We just watched I'm, Legion. I'm, Legion, exactly. She's yeah. so creeped out in Legion. I can't imagine her being, you know, a, a, a voluptuous her body woman language. like that. Hey, hey, think about I, this. I know what Luther's getting at. Like hey. her body language said a lot. Can you? Can, when, no. Can you guys she was, like playing in his head? Can you imagine yeah, Aubrey? A little, little bit. Can you imagine Aubrey Plaza like licking her hands like a cat? Yeah, I can totally. Yeah, after Legion, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'd buy it. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't seem stupid or silly. Like, I'd buy it. <laughs> Dan, you'd be socially awkward enough just to pull that off. Right? Dan, you're quiet right now. Are you waiting for, like, the uh, <laughs> fucking sexist comments to subside? What's going on? <laughs> you could definitely tell that we've all been drinking. <laughs> 
I think a fucking curse when I'm on it. Five minutes it always just goes insane. I, I talked about how I was just gonna pour one glass of wine. I'm on number three. I'm on number three. Nice. Yeah, nice. Dan, what are you but thinking? Yeah. Aubrey Plaza. I, I mean, yeah. should should Warner Brothers listen to these statements and and be giving her agent a call? Yeah, of course, man. I've just started watching Parks and Rec. I mean, three now, and obviously I've watched Legion, like, all the way through. She's a brilliant actress, and she can, like you guys are saying, man, she can do that, like, edgy performance. So, yeah, all, she, definitely. She's, all got the, she's got the next level body, Dan. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> this is what I'm next saying, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to think what the next episode of Ladies of the Leftover Army is okay. going to say. Okay, so Aubrey Plaza <laughs> is going to be some next-level podcasting. Hey, Aubrey Plaza is Catwoman in the DCEU. In the PCLEU, I would say that Luther Shaver is Pigman, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wholeheartedly accept that. <laughs> oh man, we I don't got mean to be misogynistic. I don't mean to be the way that you sound. Oh, I don't but... need. To, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't need to be the way that I sound right now. <laughs> Luther Shaver. <laughs> oh, it's funny that Luther Shaver's last name is like the last thing that Medusa's ever gonna do, right? <laughs> ever. Shave. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, guys. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I. Uh, hey, Warner Brothers, you need to do this. Make this happen. This is the perfect casting. This is beautiful. Yeah. Like more so than fucking Josh Gaddis Penguin. I don't give a shit if we ever see a penguin fucking uh, in Batman films ever again. Okay. I saw Danny DeVito. It was fine. Um, I, I would love to see Aubrey Plaza. As uh, Catwoman, I mean, if yeah. anybody's going to replace Anne Hathaway, it's going to be next level body Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, I, what the fuck, man? He has that next level body. I'm not stand down for my. I'm gonna double down on that shit. What the fuck is happening to this up? Dan, Dan, no, Dan is fucking, Dan is fucking Switzerland. He's like, I am not taking part in this shit. <laughs> Mr. Diplomat over there. Mr. Diplomat. Try <laughs> What? You're, you're like, you're cutting, you're, you are cutting out more Holy than Frank shit. cuts the cheese. What the fuck is going on? Okay, I'm oh, glad really? it wasn't just me. I didn't hear shit either. Uh, hey, I know we're ce celebrating our independence from England, but you don't have to celebrate your independence, your from, independence this from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still broken. You oh, are, yeah, you're bad. Yeah, we're, you're breaking up. I'm going to go ahead and stop, uh, pause the recording, and then I'm going to call you guys back so we get a better connection with Dan. For sure, well, dude. All right, yeah, we're back. What the fuck are we talking about? We're talking about DC and shit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think yep. so. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on to, uh, into DC news. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Batman. Let's talk about the new Matt Reeves film. So, are you guys? Uh, I'm going to ask this question. I want you to give me. Uh, I want you to give me your answers. Are you guys worried about studio involvement when when it comes to this film, the Batman, this new uh, Matt Reeves film with uh, Ben Affleck as uh, as our as our Batman? Of course, kind of fifty fifty. Yes. 
All right. So Dan, you're saying you're you're worried about studio involvement. Uh, Frank, wh- what are you thinking? I'm fifty fifty because after the success that they had with Wonder Woman, yeah, you would think that maybe they would loosen up such you know tight control a little bit, allow the directors to tell their story, and plus it's not like a Zack Snyder deal. Um, but it's hard to say. Like, it's either going to be that they're going to be like, oh, shit, we really got to have control over this after the success of Wonder Woman, or they're going to have faith in the director. All right, Luther, what do you th- what are you thinking, man? I'm kind of confused about the state of it in general. Like, what's going on with this new Batman movie? Who's the director? Who's, you know, from base point zero? What's going on with this Batman movie? Okay, okay, yeah, I, maybe I can give you some answers to that with these statements from Matt Reeves. He talks with he talked with Uproxx, and uh, we all know that originally this new Batman film was being developed by Ben Affleck, who was supposed to direct the film, and he was co-writing it with Jeff Johns, who is like a uh, you know, I mean, if you if you're gonna want to you know write something with somebody that's familiar with the character, it's definitely gonna be comic book writer Jeff Johns, right? So anyway, Matt Reeves, uh, he guys, I'm gonna be honest with you, he kind of put me at ease with these statements when he spoke to Uproxx. He says. Quote, when I come in, what I say is, look, first of all, you're asking me if I'm interested in this franchise. I am. I love this franchise. I've loved it since I was a kid. But here's the way in which I'm interested in it. And if you're not interested in it that way, then that's totally fine. And the good news was they said, yeah, we're really interested in that way. And I remember this on Dawn, too. He's talking about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. But he says, uh-huh. there would be moments where I came in for a pitch that was certain, that was a certain vision of the movie. And somewhere along the way, because they didn't know me or whatever it was, they'd say, why don't we do this? <laughs> so we're talking about, he's, he's bringing up studio involvement. He's, he's, he's bringing yeah. up studio involvement in this. And he's, he goes on to say, and I would simply just say, but that's not the movie we talked about. That's not the movie I want to do. Mm. And I have to say that they always backed down when it came down to that. And it's kind of the way that I've always done it. And here's the thing. I'm always happy not to do something. I'm usually looking for the reason to say no. Guys, I fucking love this guy. Matt Reeves is quickly becoming one of my favorite directors and he's basically saying, like, hey, you know, I can't – like, guys, he left discussions for doing the Batman. He left them because uh-huh. it sounded like it, there was going to be studio involvement. And then Warner Brothers gave him full control and he came back into the fold and he, he says he's going to do this Batman movie. And he's basically telling everybody here, like, hey, like, this is how I want to do it if the studio says, well, what about if we do this? Well, he's going to go back and tell him, listen, that's not the movie we talked about. This is the movie that I want to give you. So do these, do these statements help you guys a little bit? I mean, I'm just glad that he's like, he's actually grabbing his balls and telling them to go fuck themselves because mm. it, it seems that like so Showing many directors, spine, yeah. 
yeah, so many directors and writers at the moment, they just seem to they either fold and just go, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it your way, or they they just leave. They go, oh, no, what I wanted to do, well, you guys are pushing this in the wrong direction, and they just abandon the project. Standing up to them going, no, I want like carry on with this, and you guys are being dicks about it, so back the fuck off. Yeah. Are you guys hearing the feedback on Dan's end? I am. Ooh, yep. Yeah. A little bit. Real, real live distortion. Oh shit! Okay, I'll probably just jump out, guys. Okay. All right, Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, what time is it there? Like six in the morning. Yeah, seven past six. Man, get the fuck out of here! Oh wow, <laughs> the internet's getting busy. <laughs> Dan, thank thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, uh, shit, we didn't even get to talk about War for the Planet of the Apes with you. Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> I shall I'll do a you. Have a nice night. Very much. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Take care, man. Love you, Dan. You're the yeah, man, bro. You <laughs> See you, Army. Take care. Ow. There we and At least oh, we don't have to was... listen to that fucking bullshit. Jesus. <laughs> God. That was this, though, for real, because like, he disconnected and it was gone, man. <laughs> It's all me help. You know, Batman. You know, it's like, Jesus, fuck, you know? Yeah. Jesus. No, man. It sucks not having Dan. I really wanted to talk about War for the Planet of the Apes with him, but fuck, man. That sounded like you were, sounded like you were ordering fucking like, uh, you know, like, uh, going through the drive-thru at a fucking fucked up drive-thru, uh, speaker and shit. Like, Harold. They had the fucking batteries fixed in that headset unit in like weeks. No shit. Jesus. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Um. I think I'm with where he was at though, cause like, it it does give me hope because it's kind of like with what Patty Jenkins did with Wonder Woman before it came out. She said there's not going to be a director's cut. Like, say, this is the movie I wanted to tell. Yeah. And it was awesome. And it makes me feel good about it. Like, he's saying the same thing. He's like, he's going to tell the story he wants to tell. And either it's going to be his way or he's just not going to fucking do it. And I love that. Yeah, see, the thing is, though, with the Patty Jenkins shit, with the Wonder Woman, that was kind of like James Gunn getting to do his bottle episode. James Gunn is, like, fucking way off in the cosmic universe of Marvel, and he really doesn't Mm -hmm. have to tie in anything except for the Mm. the Infinity Stones. Same thing with Patty Jenkins. Like, she's setting this movie in World War One. She really doesn't have to really tie it into much of the current DCEU. Yeah. Matt Reeves is dealing with a modern day Batman, as far Batman. as we know. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things where you're worried about studio involvement. Um, if you guys are still not convinced that Reeves is in charge, uh, uh of this project and that Warner Brothers is gonna step in, I'm gonna read a quote from Matt Reeves. He was talking to the Happy Sad Confused podcast and he said he's talking about this new story in the Batman he says it's a new story it's just starting again I'm excited about it I think it's going to be really cool I think guys from this quote this means that we're getting a Reeves a Matt Reeves story not the story that Ben Affleck and Jeff Johns were working on together this is going to be a Matt Reeves vision I'm sure that Jeff Johns is he's going to of course help oversee the new story but overall this is a new story I don't know are we going to get the Joe Manganiello as the main villain I I probably not we might get him as a cameo in this film Mm. or I mean if they ever did a Deathstroke in the universe 
it, it would be I think it would be Manganello, but it might not happen in this movie. It might be like in another it might be in another film. It might be like in the Justice League Two or it might be in Gotham. So who does he tackle this first time out? I, that great question. Who are we gonna get? Like Jake has said he's he'd like to see another um Riddle? scarecrow in this next film. Um like okay. a legit scary ass scarecrow. Yeah, like a legit scary ass scarecrow. I you know, you and when he's talking about this being like a detective noir story, I'm thinking Riddler. I, I would you know yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like something he needs to do to flex his detective muscles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, something that I saw on Reddit uh, about a week, week and a half ago, right after Baby Driver came out, somebody said, I would love to see John Hamm as Two-Face. And now that I've seen Baby Driver and I've seen the – I saw that, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of Baby Driver? Um, I thought it was a pretty legit movie. I thought it was kind of overhyped a little bit. Really? Really? But, Really? Yeah, but uh, it was a good movie in 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 general. Yeah, you know? I'd I like to go see it again. So yeah, I, I you I, you know no, just be honest with me. If you weren't a fan fan of it, I mean that's totally. I felt fine. it was kind of highly highly overrated. See, but. I I I thought that it was man. It just there's something about Edgar Wright and his stylized his style, and I loved it. Like the beginning of the movie mm. where you've got Ansel Elgort and he is like you know, move in to the music and you see like the graffiti on the walls, like reflecting exactly what the song is stating and things like that yeah. on, on the walls. And it felt like, like a music video at certain points in times of the movie. And I just, I absolutely loved it. But like John Hamm's performance in that made me think like when they, he was portrayed as a villain. And I thought to myself like, yeah, he would be a damn good two face. Hmm. If they ever went down that road, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I From both of these quotes from Matt Reeves, I fully believe that whether this movie is good or not, I do not know. But I fully believe that Matt Reeves has 100% control of this Batman film. Well, I'm glad it's in good hands. It is. It is. It, it absolutely is. I mean, this guy really has done no wrong if you ask me i think matt reeves is a fantastic director um whichever year it was the last apes movie he was my director of the year wasn't that 2014 yeah it was uh it was first movie was rise and the second movie was dawn so it was dawn of the planet of the apes i believe right gotcha yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. Uh, not sure how reliable this information, but it looks like Screen Rant has learned details about Wonder Woman 2. And if it's true, then this changes everything. The article states, according to production details, Screen Rant has learned the story of Wonder Woman 2 will be another historical adventure prior to the modern day DCEU set in the 1980s. The oh, film, wow. yeah, the oh, film, wow. the film will send Diana against the forces of Soviet Union in the closing days of the Cold War. The production team is expected to remain on board for the sequel, with confirmation that Jeff Johns is developing Wonder Woman 2's script with Jenkins, who is still in negotiations. With all evidence and word of mouth pointing to her return once the contracts are signed. Uh, as fans use their imagination to picture the sequel, swapping out the battlefields of World War One for the espionage and maneuverings of Moscow, the last detail may be the biggest relief. The report also claims that Chris Pine 
will be returning once again, acting as Diana's ally. Yeah. Uh -uh. Once again, acting as Diana's ally, Steve Trevor, exactly how that's possible. Given the conclusion of her, of his story in wonder woman. Yeah. May be the real question moving forward. Number one, I I do think that it's cool that it's going to be set in the 1980s. Uh, secondly, Mm -hmm. I, I fucking hate the fact that they're talking about bringing back Chris Pine. I am with you. His sacrifice died, then would mean nothing. He died. Yeah, Frank, his sacrifice meant nothing at that point. And I know people right. are talking about flashback scenes, but a flashback to what? Right. A fla- Hold like on. The shit we didn't see behind doors when they fucked? Well, yeah, yeah, a flashback to what? I mean, we saw the entire interaction between Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman. We saw everything. A flashback to what that's going to tie into 1980? What? Right. No, <laughs> no. Know. Uh, fuck yeah. that. Fuck that. You don't need – come on. That's studio involvement. That's got to be right. studio involvement because it's like, oh, everybody loved Chris Pine. Everybody loved the chemistry between her and Chris Doing Pine in this film. Piece. Yeah. Back in the 80s. I mean unless they're going to throw in a flashback scene of a scene that we didn't see between those two that happened in World War One. I, I guess that's okay. I mean if they can work it in some way. But like if yeah. Chris Pine actually – is brought back into, and I know they've done it in the comics, so fuck off people, but like, if Chris Pine actually comes back, and he's like living in 1980 with Wonder Woman, and he's a part of this story, I, I don't like it. I really don't like it at all. I'm with you on that, Brian. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, that was everything. Like, his sacrifice was like the thing that redeems mankind. Yeah, yeah. In that film. And you take that away, it doesn't, it just, it takes that away from that movie, and I don't want to see that. Yeah, agreed. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I love the fact that uh, we're hearing about it being set in the 1980s and uh, Diana against the Soviet Union, blah, blah, blah. That's great. Um, Steve Trevor. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah that's it's, the hitch. Yeah, it's I can believe in anything stuff. other than that. Right. Yeah, I mean... Um, and, oh, go ahead, man. And then Steve Trevor showed up. Right. Really? really? Yeah. That's what we, you know. <laughs> yeah, how... I mean, and how? How? Right? Yeah, I I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm not that's a, the problem with the situation. Yeah, just like, like can't we have... Just the weight of his death, like, I mean, I mean, because it hit perfectly. And uh, I think if you bring him back, it takes away from that. It takes. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's part of her character development. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah. You're taking that away from her. And it, all it is is just fucking metrics. Like, oh, yeah, he was popular. So we got to have. More. Oh, yeah, I get shit. it. I, I get it. Comic book nerds. I get it. Yeah. People come back. Time travel. <laughs> Weird, what, flash, flash, time travel shit. Come on, guys. This is a movie. It's, it's not comic books, okay? I, I know, I know in comic books, Professor X has died like a bazillion times. I know Jean Grey has died and come back a bazillion times, but come on. We're talking about the films here, people. Come on. Like, uh, th- I mean, that, that, that death meant so much in Wonder Woman 2. I, like, I felt that, and I felt that for the character of Diana, and I felt like that's, what made her believe in humanity again was her love for Steve Trevor. And she felt she, she had love for humanity. Steve Trevor not only saved 
the world from like this uh, gas being released. But he also saved he also saved her. He also saved her and her innocence and, and her love for humanity. And I loved that about the movie. And just to bring him back mm. seems just it just seems cheap. Uh, in the comic books, of course, yeah, you've got 75 years to work with this character. And, of course, you're going to bring back Steve Trevor. Come on. But like we're And even then, the very fuckers that try to sit there and be like, oh, they did it in the comics. You can't tell me that those assholes can defend the idea that, at that point, a death nearly means nothing. If yeah. you're going to say that, oh, they did it in the comics, then you're literally arguing on the side yeah. of – that makes it mean nothing, you yeah. fucking asshole. Come on, what, what are we doing next? Are we bringing Uncle Ben back? Huh? Right. Come on. <laughs> Come on, we bringing Uncle Ben back? Come on, fuck off. Like, I, you know, I, I trust, I, I trust Patty Jenkins. I, I do trust Jeff Johns. I just, if they, if they do find a creative way to, have Chris Pine in this movie. I, I don't want him to be in the 1980s. I don't want Chris Pine to be wearing some fucking, you know, fucking Crockett uh, uh, suit and looking like Miami Vice and shit. Fuck that. Come on. <laughs> I don't need no. Yeah, I don't need. No. I don't need fucking Crockett and Tubbs, Miami Vice, Wonder Woman shit. So stop it. No. Come on. No needs that. All right, guys. Let's move on into uh, uh, Star Wars news. Fuck. Fuck my life. The gods! What are Misa saying? You're supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers Podcast. That's not true. That's impossible! Yeah, what are we got? What are we doing? Star Wars. Hold on, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up a Star Wars article. Apparently, like D twenty three and all that shit happened this weekend. Can you imagine like D twenty three, like all these people showing up to to watch like these trailers and get this news? Can you imagine the body odor in those fucking rooms? Jesus, disgusting. Oh, yeah, God. dude. Jesus, I bet I bet like I bet God, I would be I would be the lucky guy that's like stuck next to fucking job of the hut and he smells like fucking. Uh, got fucking like guard utter ass like this guy put him like, yeah it smells like ass and like he's like oh let me use my garlic roll on deodorant this morning and god oh, fuck my life uh, jesus none of these motherfuckers know anything other than the cheap ass axe body spray uh, mm-hmm. oh and no you're just coming up with shitty scent with the shitty scent Let's see here. What do we? What do we got? Uh, burr, 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 burr. uh yeah. Uh, there was an update uh, about the uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Uh, the, what the about the puffins? Uh, or what they're being? Uh, they're they're actually called porgs. And uh, this news comes to us from uh, MakingStarWars.net. They say one of the more interesting things we keep hearing about Star Wars: The Last Jedi has been about the porgs of Octu. We've heard wild things like they are sacred birds on Luke Skywalker's planet. Uh, talking about Octu, uh, we know that they have a nest with about 12 recently hatched little porgs, and Chewbacca and R2 have some moments with the birds before the action on Octu heats up. We've also heard that the porgs with orange feathers are male, and the porgs without are female. Today, we have a small update on this piece of reliable news we recently heard about. Here's a quote that they heard from their source. There's a moment in The Last Jedi where one of the Porgs lag, lands on R2's head, and it, it's, it's, abs, uh, 
and it is absolutely adorable. Um, there was recently pictures mm-hmm. released for a uh, home um, pinball machine. It's like mm-hmm. one of these little pinball machines that you can probably get from Toys R Us when they come out. But on this, uh, there's some artwork on the pinball machine, and it shows the uh, Snoke's Praetorian Guards, and it also shows uh, Luke... Skywalker and Ray, and then to the right of it, it shows R2D2 with a male porg on his head, and then some other uh, female porgs near him. And these look exactly like the illustrations that um, Making Star Wars that net has been showing us over the past few weeks. So porgs are a real thing. I'm definitely interested to see how they play out in the movie but yeah um yeah it, 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 it's a thing that's a scene from the movie we're gonna be introduced to these fucking porgs so porgs they look porgs. man dude they look cute as hell they look like cute little they fucking do. birds they really this do this gonna sound totally out of fucking left field dude but like i'm really <laughs> really interested to see like after this movie comes out how much of a shit anybody gives a fuck about porgs like, are they really that going to be that integral to the story? <laughs> you think? I do. I really do, Frank. Really? I do. Yeah, I do. Oh, this I just do. seems like over-speculation on something that's cute and cuddly and going to sell toys. I, I think that Porgs are going to be a big part of this. I mean, everything – like, I listen to Making Star Wars, their podcast. Um, now this is podcasting, like, every week. And, like – they're literally talking about this every other episode. I think Porgs are going to be a big part of the story. I, I really do. I think that they are definitely a part of the island of Octu. Um, I think it's de- they're definitely a big character in this story. I, I, I think that a lot of the things that we see on Octu, I think they're, I, I, we're going to get a lot of Porgs, man. <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, I, I get you. I mean, I've been wrong about a lot of shit before, but like I don't know. It just almost seems like if we're going to over-explain something that that sounds like it's going to be eye candy and so simple, I worry about how much of the storytelling is going to be wrapped up in this. You were uh, you're worried about porgs? I don't know. Like I, I, I almost seem like there's so much emphasis placed on them. They're almost trying to draw attention away from the main characters. I worry about it almost like in the same vein of like midichlorians. Are they going to have to over-explain something? Uh, I think I think uh, like Luke's been on this planet for so long. He's probably like formed a relationship with these creatures, and I think it'll. That's all that's going to really come into play. I I've heard rumors that like the Porgs have to come to accept Luke and Luke had to go through some kind of like Porg trial to gain, to gain <laughs> Porg trial, Porg trial to gain their acceptance. And that when Ray gets there, she'll also have to go through some sort of Porg trial to gain their acceptance. <laughs> I don't know. Like I have Frank, Frank, I have no clue. I don't know. I have no clue. Um, I, I, do, hear you. I have seen mm. the, 
there is a kind of like a sea monster that is on the uh, island of Octu, and that's also going to play into the story as well. Um, I have heard that the Porgs look cute as fuck, and they do. I mean, I've seen the official picture of the Porg on this pinball machine, which if you have not joined uh, Pop Culture Leftovers on Facebook – well then, fuck off. You're not a true fan. But like for the people that have, like if you go there, I have posted a picture of R2 with the porks. Now they look cute as hell. But I've also heard like if they open their mouths, they have like razor sharp teeth. So I don't know. Oh, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, what's going to happen? Like, we know that Kylo Ren is probably going to track Ray and Luke down on Octu. And when he shows up, could there be a scene where, like, Kylo and his men are attacked by Porgs? Like, could we be going back to, like, the days of, like, when the Ewoks are attacking the uh, stormtroopers on Endor? <laughs> and we're going to get Porgs attacking, like, Kylo and Kylo's men? I don't know. I have no I, I have no that clue. Was, that place as well today is what it did back in 83. Yeah. I don't know. I think – I don't know. I – Honestly, I think as far as like Star Wars being able to handle cute, they did a good job with BB-8. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. You know, fucking, uh, you know, and I have a problem with cute sometimes. You know, like fuck, f- Funko Pops are bullshit. Those are not cute. <laughs> fucking assholes with your fucking Funko Pop bullshit. Those things are not cute. But you know, I mean, I think Star Wars handled cute really well with BB-8. I think BB-8 was cute, and I had a lot of fun with that character. Um, could there be BB-8 overload in this next movie? Because we're hearing about like uh, resistance BB-8 units, and we're also hearing about, you know what I mean? We're also hearing about fucking um, what what are they called? The uh, the First Order BB-8 units with. Uh, black BB-8 units that have like grills on the side with like red, with like a red flame on the inside, you know, burning oh. within them. So <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Frank, you're worried about these porgs, man. I don't know. It's like it seems like they're trying to artif. Okay, look at it this way: they tried to artificially create hype for Captain Phasma before the Force Awakens yeah. came out. Yeah, and she fucking sucked in the film. I almost feel kind of like a little bit the same way. Like they're trying to build these fucking things up and they're going to be on screen for like eight seconds and not mean a fucking thing. Yeah. What about, well, Hey, what about, what about some redemption from cat for captain phasma in the last could Jedi? Be. I mean, I love Gwendolyn Christie. It seems like a waste of a great actress for that character. If they don't. Well, uh, there's, uh, some new news coming out from, uh, D 23 that, uh, in the, uh, Last Jedi, John Boyega as Finn battles Captain Phasma. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. I dig that. What are you thinking, Kyle? Luther, uh, you okay? What do you, what are you thinking, Luther? I almost called you Kylo Ren. Is he snoring? Are you fucking asleep, Luther? <laughs> he is. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> He's fucking out. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Luther fell asleep on our fucking episode. <laughs> Are you fucking... Uh, dude, is this fucking for real? I think so. I think it, He's out. <laughs> Frank, are we going to have to fucking seriously finish our episode with Luther asleep? Oh, God. Dude, I, even I ain't ever passed out on... Well, no. SDCC, I did pass out, but that was the only time. <laughs> 
think oh, Luther? Hey, Luther. He's done, man. Luther. <laughs> oh my god, he fucking fell asleep. I Holy fucking. Shit. Oh my god, this is insane. <laughs> he fucking put somebody to sleep. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 fucking Jay couldn't hang with us because of his bandwidth. So that Luther falls asleep. Oh my god, we put Luther to sleep. Oh shit. I cannot believe this. This is insane. That's awesome. I think it's the best thing ever. Oh my god, dude. He's out cold. Holy you shit. motherfucker, wake up. <laughs> I can't believe this. This is crazy. <laughs> Jesus. We <laughs> put Luther to sleep, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is... <laughs> Guy, you cannot write this shit. You cannot write this shit. Dude. We give people all sorts of feels. You remember that one dude that emailed in and I got him fucking anal? Fucking truck driver dude? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> we fucking got him laid. We gave Luther a nap. Oh, my God. <laughs> Luther. Fucking, we're providing a service. <laughs> Holy shit. We fucking put dude to sleep. All right. He's gone. Frank, I was supposed to talk, I was supposed to talk War of the, I was supposed to talk War, I'm done with Star Wars news. I was supposed to talk War of the Planet of the Apes with Dan and Luther. Dan, Dan fucking, uh, he bounced because his connection was bullshit. Luther fell asleep, so, uh. And I didn't watch it. I didn't get there because my son had fucking baseball playoffs and shit. Well, tell you what, you know what, uh, I'm not gonna like peg this as a fucking War for the Planet of the Apes movie, but I am gonna talk about it here real quick. Um, this is the eighth Planet of the Apes film in the franchise. Crazy, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's directed by Matt Reeves, and it's written by Mark Bomback and Matt Reeves. It stars Andy Serkis as Caesar. Uh, we do get, dude, Steve Zahn is in this movie as Bad Ape. Oh, no shit. I really wanted to see this, too. Well, yeah, you still got plenty of time. I mean, it's only been in theaters for a few days. It's got, it's got Amaya Miller as Nova, who was played by, uh, Linda Harrison in the original 1968 Planet of the Apes with, uh, Charlton Heston. Linda Harrison, uh, was also in the sequel to the 1968 film back in the day. Toby Kevill comes back. Uh, as Koba in flashback scenes. Uh, we do get Devin Dalton as Cornelius, Judy Greer, uh, as Cornelia, um, Karen Canaval as Maurice, the orangutan. Uh, I just wanted to point out in the Planet of the Apes back in 1968, the orangutan, uh, the orangutan in that movie was Dr. Zayas, was played by actor Maurice Evans. So they named, <laughs> I thought it was really cool. They named this orangutan in this film, uh, Maurice after Maurice Evans, the actor that played Dr. Zayas. Oh, okay. That's cool. I'm going to go ahead and rate this one. Uh, Dan did give me his rating. Uh, Luther passed out and fell asleep before he could give me his. <laughs> um, but I am, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to rate this one a Tupperware. I, I really enjoyed this one. It's still not as good as the second, in my opinion. Um, but I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was very character driven. I thought we got to see a, uh, we get to see Caesar 
how he reacts to everything after killing another ape. We got to see him kill another ape in Koba in the second right. film and how he reacts to that in this film. It's a very character-driven story. And um, I, I thought it was I, absolutely fantastic. I do have a good question for you. Yeah. I remember that some of our criticism about the past films is that they had a very hard time fleshing out the human characters mm-hmm. feeling as important as the apes. Did they do any better job with this this time with Woody Harrelson? Yeah, yeah. I, I Woody Harrelson was great. There's a lot of backstory with him and, like, why he is doing what he's doing. Okay. Um, I think that uh, he comes in and... I think he nails it. I think like a, like the movie is only good as its villain. And I thought Toby Kebbell was great as Koba in the second movie. And Woody Harrelson is absolutely fantastic in this one. And he gives a great speech and gives us some great exposition as to why he hates the apes as much as he does in this movie. Um, I was going to go into more spoilers had Dan been able to hang and Luther not fallen asleep. Um <laughs> Dude, the, I can't, what the fuck? Dude, he, he's still on the fucking call, isn't he? Hold on. Is he, so. is he, he there? Stop snoring, so he must have fucking rolled over. No, he's still fucking here. He's just fucking, he's, he's assed out. He's just out. Yeah, it's like, it's like 2.30 in the morning there in Canada where yeah. he's at. He's just like, he's like, fuck this. I'm a boot to go to, I'm a boot to go to sleep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dan, here's Dan's rating. Dan sent me a message after. He goes, uh, if you do talk war for the planet of the apes, my rating is a high tasted, amazing, dark, and a fantastic war film. I felt exhausted by the end as I was so herring, her- as, I, as it was so harrowing. Uh, not as exhausted as Luther Shaver, who will soon fall asleep on your episode. <laughs> 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 mm, not that exhausted. Uh, he goes on to say, only things I didn't like is the pacing drops off about halfway through and slows right down. And I'd have liked to, uh, and I'd, I'd have liked more set piece action scenes. Andy's. <laughs> Andy Circus was phenomenal as always. Still a great end to the trilogy. It's not an end. It's not an end, guys. Oh, okay, good. Uh, October 2016, it was announced that there's a fourth Planet of the Apes film. Oh, awesome. So, uh, yeah, we're getting a fourth movie. Um, I wanted to talk uh, about this with somebody who'd seen it, but... Sorry, man. No, 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 no. I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming... Fucking Luther Shaver. Sleeping fucking beauty. Yeah, I got sleeping beauty. Like in the movie, in the movie, it references like the simian flu that, you know, like the humans contract. I think Luther fucking contracted it and it made him fall asleep. (laughs) I don't know. I, I Tupperware this movie. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great character driven story. Uh, special effects are great. I do agree with Dan though that like, uh, there could have been a little bit more action. Um, I am going to say, though, uh, I am going to compare this movie to some other movies. It, uh, and once you watch it, you will understand what I'm saying. Um, okay. It's got a little bit of – and this is bizarre. It's got a little bit of Lord of the Rings in it. It's weird. Ooh. And I know that Andy okay. Circus uh, – and Andy Circus, of course, played Gollum in Lord of the Rings. But, like, 
it feels like um, you've got these characters that are on their journey, just like the Hobbits and Gandalf and, you know, all that shit. He was on his journey to, you know, Mount Do- – they were on, on their journey yeah. to Mount Doom to – throw the ring back into like you know the fucking uh the fire from whence it came as uh whatever the fuck his name said uh yeah elrod uh, the uh <laughs> the the elfin dude um but you've got the, these characters like on their journey to like this uh human base and uh steve zahn character uh he plays bad ape which is a hilarious character a lot of comedic relief with that character steve zahn is so good in this movie he's a great great voice actor for this uh bad ape character who's really funny but he felt like the golem that was leading them to mount doom um Mm. then once they get finally get to the mount doom which is the uh human base where all these uh apes are being held as prisoners it turns into like the great escape which um, of course, we love that. I love that movie with Steve McQueen, where it's an escape mm-hmm. movie for these apes. And nice. um, I don't know. I, I I really I really enjoyed this movie. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, it destroyed Spider-Man: Homecoming. I posted a poll on our Twitter page at PC Leftovers. Who's going to win the weekend box office? Spider-Man: Homecoming or uh, War for the Planet of the Apes? Friday night. I don't know what it's done Saturday night. I'll check tomorrow. But Friday night. War for the Planet of the Apes had 22.1 million to Spider-Man Homecoming's 13.6 million. So Nice. Yeah. War for the Planet of the Apes destroyed uh, Spider-Man Homecoming in the first weekend. I mean, you, you can't count out Planet of the Apes, man. People love these movies. Yeah, and I mean, they're all quality films, too. They're yeah. really, they've all been really good. Each one seems like they get better and better. You know, you know what's a quality podcast, Frank? What's that? A podcast that can keep their fucking special guests awake. <laughs> I can hear this motherfucker have you ever snoring listen- right no. now. Have you ever listened to, like, Joe Rogan interview somebody and his guest falls asleep? <laughs> no. That's fine. No, this is fucked up, right? <laughs> like, just-, just a little bit. <laughs> Star Wars and Luther Shaver falls asleep. <laughs> dude, did you hear him fucking snoring and shit? Absolutely, dude. Like, even during your fucking review. Dude, 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 dude. Dude, he's gonna, like, wake up tomorrow and shit at his computer and he's yeah. gonna be like, what the fuck happened? You know? Whoa. Dude, oh, hold on. Be like Bill dude, has he, like, even messaged us? No, dude, I no. heard, dude, I heard him snoring, dude. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, hey, to record before with you, Frank. Hey, and my shit turned up too. I even pissed the jug twice and everything. Oh my god, so much for doing this international bullshit again, right? <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Hey, this is like saving time. Fucking with motherfuckers. All right, guys. Hey, welcome to our episode where we've got uh, so-and-so from Zimbabwe. And we've got... <laughs> These fuckers can't hang. Jesus Christ. God. 
<laughs> what in the fuck, man? Jesus Christ. Hey, I will tell you. Dance on some fucking dial-up internet shit. 24K mode motherfucker. I right, know. No shit, man. <laughs> Ball broken up. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Oh, fucking hilarious! Hey, Frank, that, I'm glad you're you, back, you son of a bitch. Oh, you've been off? No, man. you've been off for two weeks, oh, you motherfucker. Fuck. I know, I know, man. Life sucks and shit happens. You know, but I'm never going away for good. I know that, Frank. You know, for as much as oh. people, for as much as people think that, I'll tell you one thing: for as much as people think that I pick on you and all that shit, it's all for fun. You pick. If I don't pick on you, I don't. I don't love you. I'll ignore you. And uh, Frank, dude, can you hear Luther? Listen. Oh, I'm listening. Oh my God, heavy breathing. <sighs> Motherfuckers got some sleep apnea shit no, going on. No, dude, dude. I, he right now he's dreaming about Aubrey Plaza and her fucking next level body <laughs> oh, and shit. Shit. <laughs> That's that fucking next level body. <laughs> But man, you know what? I'll tell you one thing, man. If anybody talks about shit about you, like even in the iTunes reviews, sometimes we like joke around about it and shit. But man, um, Frank, you're fucking amazing. So fuck, fuck the haters. Dude, Luther, get those fucking, I want, no, is, hey, what do they call, uh, I, I, he's like totally in like deep, uh, REM sleep right now, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Luther, man, you're killing it for the REM. Dude, REM. We can fucking like hypnotize him to do some shit. Oh, yeah, dude, dude, dude. Luther. <laughs> Luther, tomorrow, when you get up, you absolutely have to eat, like, some fucking peanut butter or Miracle Whip while watching fucking uh, Thundercats. No, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> Miracle Whip and the Teenage Witch goes together? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when, hey, hey, Luther, anytime they show that fucking talking cat, on um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I want you to like rub up against like somebody's <laughs> legs like you're a kitty cat, and I want you that to stupid ass fucking puppet looks fake as hell. You and I want you 90s. to I want you to lick your hands and then look up at him and say, Aubrey Plaza's got a next level body, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's totally assed out on her episode. This is insane like what fucking podcast all this shit dude you can't write this fucking shit dude i know dude i got you pissing dude i got you months ago pissing in a fucking bucket and i got our fucking guest falling asleep on the episode dude <laughs> and inaudibly snoring like oh that my shit's legit this no this episode's gonna go down as the worst episode am i right no, people are gonna fucking hail it on some fucking weird tier of like disorder shit. Frank, I love you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I love you too, man, dude. And dude, like, like seriously, like I don't get pissed off when people write in because they're just looking for attention. Yeah, but I do get pissed off when motherfuckers like try to fuck with other people that I like and love. Like yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like. uh you know, there, I know there's a lot of people that hate me that listen to the, the to the show and things like that, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, 
but but like if when people don't like Jake or Frank, like it does it does really bother me because like these are two of the best guys that I know. As far as people not liking uh, Dan West and uh, Luther Shaver for, for bowing out by falling, either falling asleep or uh, you know just having a shitty internet connection, that's fine. But uh, don't fuck with my Frank or Jake. Dan of England tried to a fucking smoke signal. Holy, what the fuck? How the what the fuck? What the fuck, dude? How the fuck do you fall asleep? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who takes a massive amount of alcohol? And it was like he was in, and then all of a sudden he was just gone. <laughs> there was no slow descent no, on there, this one. Yeah, there was like, there, like, there, like, like no, no, you're you're absolutely <laughs> right. Off a fucking cliff. This was like gone. this was instantaneous. <laughs> like there was not there was like all, there was like no <laughs> there's no warning. <clears throat> Johannes is gonna like archive the audio record of the last time anybody heard from Luther Shaver. Oh man. Hey. Should I hey. the timestamp. Nobody heard from since. Let's uh let's sing Luther some bedtime stories. Uh no like like some bedtime lullabies, right? Hush little Luther, don't you cry. Frank is gonna buy you something or what hey Frank, what are you gonna buy Luther? Uh <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, let me see what Rams Frank buy. is gonna buy you a blow up doll of Aubrey Plaza because she's got a next level body and she's the Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, <coughs> Frank! I think we're I think we're done, Chief Man. This is this this. This episode is a fucking clusterfuck. What's fucked up? Dude, no. What's fucked up? Is he's still snoring. He's still fucking snoring. What's yeah, fucked that up? That noise wasn't me laughing. Is he's going to wake up. He's going to wake up the next day and not, like, know what... He's going to, like, not know what happened. Right. Like, like what... Wake up, his headphones are going to be off. He'll be like, oh, Dude, shit. oh, shit. Like, what the fuck happened? Like, how did the episode end? And, like... And like he's gonna be, he's gonna listen to this, and he's gonna have. You know, what we gotta do, dude. What? Like we gotta plan it now. Like where people are listening. Like we gotta be all hard with them and shit. Like be like, you're a fucker and you fucking suck. <laughs> and I can't believe you did this to us. You son of a bitch. Oh man, Luther. <laughs> <laughs> fucking string about. Make him listen to this shit, and then he finds out we're fucking joking. Oh my god, I can't. I do. Give me that dude's prosthetic leg. Do you think people will talk about this episode? Hey, hey, do you remember the episode? Dude, hey, do you, you remember the episode of Pop Culture Leftovers where the dude <laughs> fell asleep on the... Has this ever happened before, Frank? Frank, it's has... It's close, fucking SDCC 14. I fucking volcano threw up on uh, myself and passed out. That's and true. I vaguely remember you saying, hammer time, out. This is close. Yeah. This is close. We just don't have visible proof that he threw up on himself. No, he did not throw. No, he wasn't. He was just tired. He was tired. <laughs> right? Well, it ain't like he's in England. Well, how many fucking hours is he different? No, he's like, in what? Canada. He's in Canada. Right, but that's north, not east. You said he was in England. I said it's not like he's in England. Oh. Dan's got six hours of difference. No, he's he's two hours ahead. That's no fucking excuse. It's only what three a.m. Yeah, dude, dude says he drinks. Like, where's nuts? 
Come on, you're I, supposed to stand up here. I think uh, I think Luther got a little Degrassi high, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bitch about that. No. <laughs> All right, Frank. We're gonna hey, let's wrap this bitch up. You know, let's join Luther. <laughs> oh my god oh, i need to give my sheets some ass and my pillow some head yeah exactly all right guys yeah. um i i wish i could tell you what luther does when he wakes up and realizes like what happened but i can't we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to find out like what the dude we're gonna have to find out tomorrow about that story and then we'll report his ass gonna be like fucking aunt may at the end of homecoming what the fuck <laughs> guys and on that note just like all good leftovers say under doggy bags thank you for your patronage thanks for listening and uh don't eat too much turkey because it contains tryptophan and you can fall asleep i don't know hey luther shaver you got knocked the fuck out Like what? Ten minutes, motherfuckers still snoring. Dude, 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 Yeah, we ended the episode, but Luther's still—he's still snoring. Hold on, listen, listen. You can hear him breathing. <laughs> dude, it's almost like Darth Vader in the mask. <laughs> It sounds like, like, uh, you know, like those people that are like on those like oxygen tanks and shit. Yeah, little CPAP machines. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's real light. It's real light. Luther isn't like that deep REM sleep. <laughs> oh man, dude. I heard him stir. <laughs> I'll be joining you soon, Luther, in that deep <laughs> REM sleep. Like. Listen, 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 listen how peaceful he is. <laughs> Dude, this is fucked up. Right? He's thinking about Aubrey Plaza and a fucking yeah, oh, man. cat outfit. Oh man, he, he's, he, he, he. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And if he ain't now, if he wasn't already, he is now. Like, think about a girl that does smooth curves. You'll fucking get some fucking Morty Wood shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, his ass is lucky we ain't fucking in the same room because you know we'd be fucking throwing garbage on him or drawing shit on his face. He no, it's like he, no, he's like he's in deep, he's in he's in a deep sleep right now. Yeah, you could totally fuck with this dude. Like it's, he'd be perfect target oh, to man. put his arm in some warm water. I, and I'd be man. shoving like Twizzlers up his nose and shit. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take fucked up pictures with him, sticking tampon in his nose. <laughs> but this is like the podcast equivalent of that, so that works. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna call the inhale and exhale. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. <laughs> Go Luther! <laughs> <laughs>
You're killing it, man. Dude, he's got no, he's got breathing down to his fucking science. You're doing it, man. Good job. I Tupperware his breathing right now. It's good shit. <laughs> he's like, he's a, no, he's a very, he's a very sound sleeper, that Luther Shaver. I've, I've learned that. <laughs> hey, fucking shit, waking him up. Didn't he say earlier he was wearing like fucking earbuds or earphones or something? Oh, he God. Hear this? Yeah, this is like, you know, he's wearing those Bose noise canceling headphones and shit. He can't cancel us. No. We're in his head. God damn it. Oh man, this is a no, this is a healthy sleep he's got going on right now. God damn, what the fuck? Dude, he is gonna wake up. And like 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 like, uh, like what do you think he realizes like he fell asleep on PCL? Dude, like three hours from now when he's gonna look down and see that call was terminated. How long ago. hey how, how long do you think until we get like the like the, the apology text, like the apology message? Right, right now it's twelve fifty nine. I'm guessing like three forty five a.m. Yeah, it's like, like the classic, the classic apology text. <laughs> again. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> dude! I can't believe, dude, dude! I'm seriously listening to somebody in Canada sleeping right now. This is happening. This is like like the last. <laughs> this is the end of the end of our episode. Is some dude, some dude that I consider like one of the coolest people, like one of our cool, like one of our friends, just yeah. just asked out, passed out, sleeping. I'm in Canada, just sleeping. That's what they do. <laughs> just. Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? I can't. Frank, I don't know, man. This broke my. Like the whole you describing it and hearing him fucking. Dude, dude, the, the fucked background. up thing. The, no, no, no. The fucked up thing is like we actually ended the episode and like literally, like me and you, Frank, we were just shooting the shit for like five, yeah. five to ten minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, dude, we gotta fucking record this shit. <laughs> Every time I hear it, it's fucking me. We got fucking Canadian, we got fucking Canadian, we got Canadian Sandman on the other end of this fucking conversation right now. He must have been tired, eh? Do you think he's, uh, how many, <laughs> is he, is he, dude. <laughs> we, we, Oh my god! We talked about Castle. I only hope that she actually picked it up. <laughs> you can hear him snoring. Oh god! I I hope that, that people can hear that because like we totally can. Hear. Like we talked about Castlevania earlier, and like how that dude was talking about fucking sheep. Like Luther's over there counting them right now, right? No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Does he count them first or fuck them first? Oh Come man. On. I would love to. I, I wish I had some lullaby music I could play. Hold on. Are you hearing this shit, dude? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh God, Luther, you were just like you were asked out, my man. <laughs> this is just like bonus material. If you if you're not digging this, just yeah. If you're not digging this, just turn it off. But this is just like bonus material. Hold on. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Some lullaby music for Luther. <laughs> Aww, it's so cute. So cute. He's dreaming about hockey. <laughs> Canadian Right now he's he's sleeping in Just a throw. He's sleeping in a bed of poutine. <laughs> Justin Bieber's he's got a Justin Bieber body pillow he's hugging. <laughs> oh, no, man. no, no, not Justin Bieber, it's Aubrey Plaza. It's a, no, it's Aubrey Plaza. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> He's a boot to make love to Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> oh, this is a oh, this is adorable. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he never fails. Right now he's like <laughs> he's in a bed of maple leaves. <laughs> Dude, we had somebody fall asleep on a fucking episode, Frank. <laughs> Hey, hey, we're done. That's it. That's oh, it. We're done. This would never end. Like, every time I sit there and start listening, he fucking starts snoring again. I know. Jesus. Oh, hey, Frank, uh, you going to be back next week, you son of a bitch? Yeah, yeah, All I'll right. be back next week. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Luther, sleep tight, chief. <laughs> sleep tight. Don't let the big ones fight. Sweet dreams, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Pop Culture Leftovers um, I wanted to talk about this week's sponsor Casper Mattresses <laughs> Luther Sh- <laughs> Luther Shavers on a Casper Mattress right now <laughs> Hold on, guys, listen. <laughs> listen to Luther on his Casper. Hold on. <laughs> oh, he's not breathing as heavy as he was earlier. All right, fuck it. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Fuck it, I'm done. Later, later, bye. <laughs> later.
Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and we're the shaft the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture. Leftovers, and with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. Uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.